you know how like if you like caught the first rocky movie and then you saw like the last rocky movie you could kind of understand how you got from point a to point b definitely like if you saw the first harry potter movie like he goes he fights voldemort you get to know who the big guy is and then you see the last one he's fighting voldemort again there'll be some questions there'll be some new characters but you'll kind of understand what's going on right yeah that doesn't apply to fast and furious dude Why the hell is Idris Elba here and The Rock and Jason Statham? Not even that. What what happened to Paul Walker's character? How do you go from stealing VCRs and souped-up Hondas to destabilizing governments in South America? Like, what the fuck is going on? That's a lot less important to me than the main question that everyone should be asking. What happened to Paul Walker's character? He drove away. You don't remember that? Drunkenly and then got in a car accident? Man, I know people that would be really upset if they heard that. <laughs> uh, Margot loves Paul Walker. Loved, yeah, sorry. Loved. <laughs> loved. He's, no, it's okay. He's with Nagash now. <laughs> Rage of Sigmar. Season 2. And we are back. gonna say nerds but that works too we are nerds welcome to the 13th number of skaven episode of the rage of sigmar this is our one year anniversary holy shit holy shit yes can you believe that we stuck at something for this long oh i'm adding that to the show notes is uh retrospective at the end oh yeah good idea of the episode good idea we have show notes this time unlike the last episode yeah, because you put together the show notes for the last episode. Listen, man, I was very busy. I know. And actually, the thing is, people have been reaching out and being like, so your last episode was awful, but it was everything I love about yeah. you guys. <laughs> and that really both both hurts and concerns me. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like a it's really good, deep level. It's like, you never know. We're like a box of chocolates, bro. You never know what you're going to get. Like once in a while you get an episode, you're like, wow, yeah. there's no AOS content at all, but these guys are still fucking <laughs> stupid idiots that are entertaining. And then like some episodes, you get so much AOS content. You're like, these guys aren't funny anymore. And it's like, yeah, we actually do play this game and pay attention sometimes. So I would say on the overall, um, you get what you give and we're not really given much. So... No, and frankly, I just hope this episode isn't one of those ones that's like you take a bite and shit, you're just eating chocolate-covered toothpaste. Oh, yeah, I love chocolate-covered toothpaste. Um, So what's new, dude? What have you been working on, Jacob? Well, great question. Uh, Buying models definitely counts, right? Because I've bought some goblin, Escape from Goblin Town terrain so that I can use it in Warcry. And I'm splitting a Warcry box with my buddy Austin Fletcher, who you're going to so meet what, at Nashville. So what, uh, what warband are you taking? Iron Golems or the Beast Guys? So I'm actually... <laughs> Fletcher wants the Beast Guys, and so do I. So I'm taking the Iron Golems and then trading them to somebody else for the Beast uh. Guys. <laughs> but I really... I think the one that speaks to me most is the Snake Boys. That yeah, they're they very snaky really cool. boys. Um, very, the very Voldemort, thing, you know? I'm, I'm cool. with that. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. Um. What else have I been working yeah, on? Yeah, anything um, important at all or no? Well, I mean, nothing I can put on the table in the next six months, but uh, 
I've got a pretty big surprise coming out in January, uh, a hobby project I'm working on oh, with nice. my wife. She's actually handling the majority of the work. I just sort of planted the oh, seed. Nice. And uh, I think she's going to have that that project ready in the in the early January phase. But I think it's such an ambitious project. It's probably going to stop me from doing the Rage of Sigmar World Tour for at least the first six months of 2020. So I'm pretty it's, – it's bittersweet because I'm really excited about this hobby project. I don't know if the hobby project is going to be a boy or a girl. Uh, but as of right now, I'm really excited to, to embark on this project. But it means I'm not traveling for at least five or six months. So do you think you're out for Bobo? Uh, I think Bobo will be a okay. stretch, but I'm going to push for it. I'm going to fight for it. And hopefully my new army, maybe my, maybe I just bring my new hobby project with yeah. me, Bobo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Six, six, Probably not. Five, Probably five and a half. Five, well, you'll be like, the baby will be like, what, five, four months by then? Four and a half months? Yeah. Yeah, four we're and still half, kind of a months. potato then. They're like less yeah. potato-y than an actual potato, but still kind of potato-y. <laughs> right because potatoes don't yeah, scream. i would i don't know being a new dad um that first i mean i i've known for months i knew before your family huh, fuck them um <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty much dude you don't know what's gonna happen so i would just wing it you gotta see because uh-huh. um you can't plan it every kid like my sister's got no, three kids not. right and every single one is a completely different personality and like you're going to have to just see how that baby wants to be. Dude, I'm so excited to meet my child. Yeah. Um, like I said, bro, it, it's not about meeting them. It's about them being becoming them. Because like when they're a baby, like a brand new baby, it's like, wow, this is amazing. I made you. And the baby's like just sleeps and poops and eats. Like that's it for like months. Like when I when I did Living my paternity leave. Eats, poops, sleeps, Sucks yeah. on titties. Like, what more could you Nothing. want in life? Um, I guess Warhammer, but they don't have the motor skills yet. But I don't know. Never stopped you. <laughs> um, I remember I painted my whole Deacon army and had surgery while on paternity leave. And, like, I took care of my daughter yep. because she was only, like, three months old. So they're they're a little bit yep. easier to handle then. Then I, then. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super pumped. Um, but it, it, you know, it's bittersweet because we've been planning this. It's this whatever, trip dude. We'll plan another one that I'll bail on you for. Right. The thing is, and I actually, your mom said this perfectly when I told her that I was having a kid. She goes, "Yeah, I know you're upset that this trip isn't happening, but Australia is going to yeah, be there." Yeah. You're right. We'll go again. We'll go and, again. Yeah, exactly. Unless unless Gentilly like sets the entire place on fire with his enormous thighs, the friction. Locky you know, burns it all down because he's trying to grow more kale. Like we'll yeah. be okay. He like kills all the humans because he wants to save the animals. Right. Because that's what vegans or do. Sam Morgan vegans. drinks more than two beers in one night and goes on a just drunken rampage. Just a giant bender. Right. Anyway, that's what I've been working on. I haven't really done much hobby. Um, what about you? What are you I've already mentioned half the dwellers cast, dude. I think we have a problem. <laughs> uh, just lucky. Yeah. And what? All right. <laughs> Just lucky. <laughs> uh, what are you working um, on, Joe? Hobby wise? All right. Sure. I, uh, I built another Tower Geist, heavily converted. It came out pretty nice. fucking sweet looking. Um, I wanted to have him painted for next weekend. I was like super ambitious and like hyped, mm-hmm. but we're in the middle of a heat wave here and the humidity is insane. I'm just not going to be able to prime anything. 
Um, I also yeah. uh, built my suffocating grave tide because 20 points, mm -hmm. you can't fit 20 points into a list. I built a horror ghast um, because I have an idea for a really, really skewed list that might work in a tournament yeah. that I'm going to that has a two list format. And I also made a right. built one ghoul and I made a plastic card surfboard for him. And he surfboard, surfboard. and he's riding the wave of the grave tide. So he looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, his That's name's awesome, Dick man. Dale. He wrote a bunch of surfing. <laughs> like if, I, <laughs> if I had the skill to sculpt like a really small Fender Stratocaster and like have him shredding that, some tremolo, like hell yeah, but so yeah. he's shredding while he's shredding, shredding it up, bro. And uh, aside from that, I just pretty great. I mean, I've been working a lot, and um, I bought a new car. That's it. That's my life right now. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right. So uh, now that we're done with the shitty get to know us and see what we've been up to, we're gonna get to everyone's favorite section of the show. The reason ninety-eight percent of you listen which I guess accounts for seven and a half people. The listener questions, no, I think, I think, yeah? I think if so we, we do ask, this now, people only listen to it 25 minutes of the episode and turn it off. That's still Good more than point. we normally get. Cool. So <laughs> we got a bunch of drunk tweets from Smorgan. Uh, so I'm going to just read those off one at a time. I guess in the order okay. that they came in. I just want to point it out so, that Sam Morgan's had more than two beers and it's after 11 o'clock. So he's about to turn he's about to turn yep. into a pumpkin. Yep. So he Oh man. Uh <laughs> he tweeted at us asking, I'm one out eating red rooster. What's the point, malcontent? Imagine you're marooned on an island, you can teach the monkey you share the island with head or hammer. What essential skill do you teach it? <laughs> Should I stay out? And have beer or go home. Meow. So my friend called an air conditioning mechanic and said his dick was stuck in the machine. And he's Tram Jacob. Very Jacob. Much team. Follow the White Dragon. Great cast. So let's, let's <laughs> take these. Didn't he the picture of a bus route? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was how he was getting to his friend's house. To, um, whose dick is stuck in, a, in an AC. Why are they using the AC? It's like fucking wintertime. <laughs> it's winter in Melbourne Dude, yeah, I don't great. know. Winter on the face of the sun is still yeah. pretty freaking hot. Um, All right, so imagine you're marooned on an island. You can teach a, the monkey you share the island with head or hammer. What essential skill do you teach it? <laughs> hammer. <laughs> I guess the, the real question is, do I have access to Warcry on this island, or am I only going to be able to play Warhammer? Uh, is it a female monkey? What's her age range and um, hammer? Yeah. All right, good to know. <laughs> All right, and then his other question is, should I stay out and have beer or go home? The stay answer is always yeah, stay out 100%. and have beer. Yeah, that's yeah. not a question. What did he expect us to answer, really? All right, next question comes from Price Vanderberg, who's a guy that I played at ATC. That, he says, he real like, question, how do you guys... I was going to ask if he like, owns like, a plantation or something or like... A coal mine. You know, you would think like that. that. You would, Welcome you to Pace Vandenberg's Coal Mine Emporium. <laughs> See, <laughs> I think he actually is like one of those super preppy kids at a private school. Hmm, John Price Vandenberg of the New England yeah. Vandenbergs comes from a very long lineage of cotton plantation I, owners. I can't believe you turned into a, 
Oh man, I can't remember her last name. Fuck. Never mind. The joke's awful. Oh yeah, oh, Maggie. Maggie. What's her last name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not Gil. Yeah, <laughs> Gil, Gil Julian. <laughs> whatever. All right. So he asks. He actually has two questions, but we'll take them one at a time. First question is: How do you guys feel about things like Cities of Sigmar and the new Bone Splitters and Iron Jaws rolled into one book? Books. Overall, how do you feel about GW recombining lots of the mini factions into bigger combined armies? Want my opinion first? I, sure. I'm actually all for this. I, I thought it was kind of like obnoxious when I first started playing again or when I would just like be playing other games and look in through the window of my ex-girlfriend, uh, Fantasy Games Workshop game, and, and see that there was like factions that had like two options. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like all, there was some, a lot of really ambitious keywording that they put in AOS 1. And yeah. now they're like, okay, we, we don't – it's either that it's too much, it's hyperbolic, or they're going to have to expand their range so much to make it make sense, or they can kind of dial it back and yeah. work it all together. And I think that's a good thing for the game. I agree. And just to sort of tack on to that, I think that the model worked super well with Spider Fang and all the, the way they combined oh, yeah, everything get- into Gits. I think it works super well. I think it also makes chaos. for more interesting books, right? Like, so you have like some books that you, that people play, they have like two or three options. And then you look at gets and there's like yep. five and you look at. Yeah. just like having a, a wider variety of range. And I think that it's good for the game to have bigger fleshed out right. um, factions. Oh. So I think it's, I think it's great. I thought I'm you were going to say bigger it. fleshed lights, but. Um, oh no, I don't need a very big flashlight. Okay. Like, you give me a tuna can and with the tuna to win it, I'll be fine. Uh, all right. So he actually asked one other question. He, this is his really important question. So out of the various gaming implements you take to a tournament, which is the best one to dispose of via swallowing? Ooh. Ooh. Um. Wow. This is a tough one, dude. It is tough. I kind of want, you know, those little glass beads everyone used to use as wound markers. Those look delicious. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect answer. Yeah. Wound, wound counters that don't have sharp edges. Um, The ones that are smaller than a Moncala bead uh, or people used to use also those little, um, the like little skull beads that had a hole in them. Oh yeah, the ones that all the goth kids would make their bracelets out of. Exactly, yeah. Like swallowing one of those would be fine because it wouldn't actually obstruct. I actually had a bracelet like that. I used to work at a supermarket and there was like this old like biker dude that would come in and we'd always talk. Was it a union? Actually, yeah, it was. That was UFC W local 1500. (laughs) I swear to God, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Every job I've ever had has been union. I'm not even joking. so this old biker dude used to come in all the time and he's like, uh, I just got back from somewhere in like the Czech, Czech Republic or whatever. And he mm-hmm. went to that church of bone and he had like a bracelet made out of bone. It was like made out of like cow bone or something. And he gave it to me. And after that, I was his boyfriend. Um, <laughs> but no, <laughs> if you swallow one of those beads, it's bone. It's like totally natural. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great answer. All right, next question comes from Slaa Nietzsche. Oh. Nietzsche, the, the great philosopher. 
what is your favorite unit in the game, and why is it my magnificent cock? <laughs> I love <laughs> He's like one of the. He's probably one of the best embodiments of AOS Twitter. Him and I've Christian Gray when they get on like at the same time, and shit's going down. <laughs> well, it usually becomes yeah. basketball because. Because Slanice is from Boston and Tristan lives in Prince Edward's Island out in Prince the middle Albert of nowhere. Island? Like, he needs to entertain himself. Prince yeah. Albert's Island, exactly. He lives out in the middle of nowhere, so he has to follow all oh, American man. sports. It's so it, it, it He follows WNBA, yeah, dude. dude. Literally has nothing but sports and AOS. That's his whole life. I'm so Hey, shout out to Tristan Gray. No. He's a great listener. If we had a Patreon, he would donate, but we don't, so he can't. Honestly, bro, I don't need any Monopoly money. <laughs> all right so what's your single favorite unit in the game and then also justify why that is well i would say that um you know we get a lot of questions like this where they don't give us the ability to answer as we own my favorite unit in the game is your dick yeah and, oh, good you know, you know, and why is it his magnificent cock it's so magnificent i just i just can't <laughs> i can't even right now uh, so what's funny that about that is I've actually never used that unit on the <laughs> table, but I've gotten great value out of it over the course of my life. Uh, what what would you actually say is your single favorite unit Ooh, in the game, Joe? Single favorite unit aesthetically or games rise game wise? Answer. Ooh. You make it what you will, and don't you know what? Here's what you can't answer. Alcohol. Um, no. I'm, being honest, favorite unit in the game aesthetically, I like Blood Warriors a lot. Yeah, like I think mm. that they look so dope. Like I, I think that's what yeah. when like all that when AOS dropped and that bot the box set came out and like there was like the Stormcast and then there was the the Corn side like that I was like that Corn side is so yep. fucking magnificent. It's just beautiful. So I would say yeah, my favorite unit in the game is probably like Blood Warriors. I just think they're so fucking cool looking. Yeah, they're they're great. I'm still gonna have to go back to the answer I always give, which is the Keeper of Secrets. It's just I think I know the single like close model. We in, talked in, in like another, or like a couple episodes ago in the Triumph GT episode about with Chuck about like what our favorite units were and all that. But like, I mean, honestly, dude, that should change mm-hmm. day to day. Like, yeah, every time something new comes out, I'm pretty yeah. into it. Like when we were playing Fed, I didn't like Ghouls at all. No, but looks somehow so they, much better on the they, rounds, dude. They just it, do. It's yeah. weird. I hate to say it because I love Square Base Warhammer, but the it was a wonderful game. But I think going back to it now would feel so. I chunky. think, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. You can't go back. Do you remember? Do you remember having to read 130 pages of rules and understand the minutia between the overlapping? I remember playing that game for like six years and like learning something new every time I played it. <laughs> Right, so imagine imagine what happened to you at Triumph where you didn't know how scoring worked, but this instead of playing this game for eight months, you've been playing it for eight years and someone still dicked you over because you didn't yeah, quite understand I'm, everything. I'm going to see that guy next week. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't remind me. All right, cool. Uh, next question comes from wow. Tristan it's Gray. It's almost like he asked, the what same is the six best... people talk to us and listen to our podcast and that's it. <laughs> We just talked about Tristan Gray for like fucking 10 minutes. I know. I know. Really? I know. 
All right, he asked, what was the best NBA offseason trade slash signing? I'm going to say all the guys that the Knicks really wanted and thought they were going to get, and they all they all <laughs> went to the Knicks. <laughs> I think that is the – I was like, really? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, man. That's so exciting. Oh, man. People were like suicidal at work, dude. My favorite trade for the offseason was Westbrook for Chris Paul because I think they're both actually way overrated and aren't going to do anything good for the franchise. I just want to give a shout-out to my man Seth Cook and let him know that I could ball at the mall like Chris Paul. Oh, man, I love Seth Cook. He's great. And uh, he's he's doing something legendary to raise money for cancer uh, by staying sober for a month, which I completely respect. If you guys want to look him up, it's Goonboss Seth on Twitter. All right, next question. Back into it. Tristan Gray also asked, how do I talk my partner into letting me go on Warhammer trips? Tristan Gray asks, how do I talk my partner into letting me go on Warhammer trips? I don't... I never had to do that. I was just like, hey, I'm going on this thing. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. I mean, yeah, there's that. You you ask for uh, forgiveness, not permission. There's also the trick where you plan a week out of it and you make sure that you have other friends going with you and then your partner will spend time with the other partners and you and whatever buddy you bring with you play Warhammer at the tournament for that weekend, but then you still spend a week or half a week on the front and back end doing touristy things. It's all about sales, Tristan. Like what I told my wife is like, nobody could get laid doing this. Like you don't want to be there with me. Like, you're gonna be you're gonna be bored all day while I'm doing this, and then I'm gonna be hanging out with other fucking nerdy ass losers. Like I mean, she doesn't know about how great the people are, but you know, you just yeah. What what do you think I'm gonna do? Go party? I'm barely, I'm sober the whole weekend trying to win. Hey girls, you want to see my? Yeah, I, don't, I don't. We don't drink at all. We don't do anything stupid. We just have a very oh, calm, man. Sometimes you go realize. to Bible study after our first three games. Just lay it on thick, dude. Learn to lie like the rest of us. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, well, Tristan's last question just plays right into your, your answer just now. He asks, who hurt you? Who didn't? Yeah, that's a better answer. So, I mean, like, everyone always. Uh, society. God. <laughs> I hurt, I hurt myself on a daily basis when I look in the mirror and I say mean things yeah. to myself. All right. Well, thank, thanks to the existentialist crisis, Tristan. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Don't write in anymore. Uh, next question comes from Mr. Mephisto, who uh, is a Twitch streamer and also a Warhammer player. He plays Death. Real quick tangent. I love Mr. Mephisto. He's a really nice guy. He makes me so angry. Because he pronounces the name of the god of death in AOS, Nagash. Like he's a horse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably the dumbest, the dumbest like non-AOS related pet peeve I have about anybody. But it's the dumbest thing. Who calls him Honestly, Nagash? Why are why is his I've never met anyone whose actually last name is Mephisto, and that's just a weird thing to, for me. I've never heard that before. Yeah. I feel like it. 
I just wish his last. I hope. I hope when the movie Cats comes out, he changes his Twitter handle to Mr. Mephistopheles. Dude, I only saw about like three seconds of that trailer, but I can't get the fucking image of those cats out of my head. Is that James Corden? Oh it dear God! Please. Sure. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Uh, but Mr. Mufiso asks, exactly how good of a dice tower does Big Jables make, and what did the stink die land on? The answer, not a good dice tower, because I don't even know what the die landed on. I may have passed it. I may not have. It may have come out and been surrounded in a protective casing, and I may have never seen it. So I'm the worst dice tower. Yeah. Fun story. Fun story. Next question. I was on a job where we were working above this bathroom, <laughs> and like... Yeah, oh, no. and there's a security guard on the job. who's was a real asshole. It was like this old dude, and I'm like hanging some duck work, and I see him holding a towel in one of the stalls, and he has a fat turd in the towel, <laughs> and he's like looking at it. He's like poking no. through it with something. <laughs> and I'm looking down at him. I just go, "Ew, <laughs> he's, playing, he's playing with his duty." <laughs> <laughs> I never saw anyone like he like threw it in the bowl and like ran out. He didn't even wash his hands and shit. It was disgusting, dude. <laughs> that reminds me of the scene from Caddyshack where there's oh, the, the Snickers baby bar room, in the man. pool. Get it straight, dude. Oh, there it don't is. Fuck, there it is. Don't fuck with movies. Listen, <laughs> I know about every movie that has a Kenny Loggins soundtrack. Oh man, I love Caddyshack so much. I wish I I like. A life goal of mine is to learn the monologue that Bill Murray does when he's he's teeing off on the flower balls. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's lining up. Oh, he got all of that one! <laughs> he's just destroying the yard work. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. All right, next question comes back to Slanice. says, how do we achieve Bobo USA? meaning a large, well-run gaming event not centered on pure competition or pure narrative. He actually wrote Natrative. I don't know what Natrative is, Slanice, but you 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 forge your own Natrative, <laughs> bud. Oh, that was a good pun. Um, how do we achieve it? I think what we need to do is find a, a prime location. And I think a prime location is in a major city that's easy to fly to, but mm-hmm. not too expensive. And I think that's yep. always been like the hardest part yep. about like wanting a New York GT. It's just so much money. Sure. Like if you're even Nashville's sort of out of the way for flying here. I think maybe like Denver or Phoenix would work just cause it's a hub, but then it's too far for a Atlanta. lot of the, um, the Atlanta British folks great. to come over. That's not a bad idea. If you wanted to have a U.S. open tournament, um, I would do Atlanta. I think it, and that's a, because that's a really it's, good idea. it's a major hub for international flights and it's like the largest airport in the United yeah. States. If it's not the largest. Yeah, I don't know how venue fees would be, but I do know I met some guys from ATC who run a game store out there. I might actually go to their tournament in November. So that, I that's can't like the boys. That's the thing. Like, um, I would love to do something like me and Jacob. We, I, me and you have talked about it, but to our listeners, like, like logistically for us to run an event, like a Rage of Sigmar event outside of London, mm-hmm. um, it would be really hard, you know, because. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Bad Moon Cafe that for running awesome. our tournament I, I mean, for us. I wish they would have flew us out for it, but um, it's hard. 
it's hard for us because we're so far from each other and like we like you said you'd get a u-haul yeah. we'd make it work but even doing that like we want to have it somewhere we it's no, it's no small thing. And the to. thing is, too, we don't want people to fly to the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. if we're going to do something like that, that's going to be about the party, like about having a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I want the Bruces to come. I want the all, I want the Dwellers guys to come. Yeah, I want, yeah, I want, Jimbo, all those, I want, want those are the kind of people that I want there. Yeah, we want, want, want the dudes that we really enjoy having a good time and hanging out with more. Like, it doesn't matter about the fucking game anymore. It's like we're going to play Warhammer with our boys, yeah. but it's going to be a great environment. And like, I feel like that's how I felt about Alamo GT when we were playing. Like that game was, right. it was all Alamo was not about who won Alamo. Like if you won Alamo, it was awesome, but you went to Alamo to have a blast and eat good food. Right. So I think, I think the answer to the question from a, how do we get people to play the brand of Warhammer we want them to play is you have to incentivize it in the pack. So I've, I have a couple ideas on this. Uh, borrowing from a bunch of different tournaments that currently do this sort of thing. One of them is doing um, in the same vein as the Warhammer Achievements tournament, where basically you have this checklist of things and it has everything to do with hobby and sportsmanship and like what kind of list you're playing and things you can do in game. Um, And so like checking off things that would make for maybe a poor competitive experience, but like having that be the focus. So like, for example, um, <laughs> like having an objective be uh, take the first turn and claim no objectives. Like, you know, stuff to like make people make bad decisions on purpose for fun, right? As opposed to trying to win every game. And like, you can still come back and win a game where you took first turn and didn't claim any objectives, right? It's so like, it's not like you can't still play to win, but it's forcing people to do goofy things and make suboptimal choices. Because the, like telling a story and having fun with your friends playing Warhammer is more important. Um, having having like both a player's choice and a best painted, and then also maybe having like a like best army theme. Oh, cool, cool. So like maybe like your list isn't isn't the best. Yeah, cool. Exactly, coolest concept army. Uh, so like if someone brings, you know, fucking four um, like four giants and then just like a bunch of ogres, right? Like people can vote on what their favorite army list was and like having awards for that. And maybe like you still do best general, best in faction, but you have those prizes be smaller, right? Like you give that person like a lollipop and a little plaque that says I'm a tryhard or something, you know, like, like people can still play hard and like feel good about winning the tournament being best general and best in faction, but that's not what the goal yeah, is. Yeah, I like, I really like, I, I know you put some thought, more thought into this than I have, but um um, not to bring up Alamo GT again, but remember, like, there was, like, a multiplier for, like, having a specific amount of battle score and then, like, best game votes. So, like, like Jeff Swan was, yeah. like, seventh for battle, but won overall because he had so many good um, good game votes and shit. Yeah. Best, so, best I think, game, yeah. I think if we started to look at the game to reward a good time more over rewarding ruthless play, um, we'll get more of that. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying that... I'm, I feel like when we talk about this, which we do talk about sports a lot, it's like we're trying to – people might take it like we're saying that like winning isn't important. And it's more along the lines of like if you can't win gracefully, you shouldn't be the guy who wins overall. And yeah, a lot of times you see people winning overall or getting – I mean there isn't really an overall as often, but winning the tournament – they could be really shit fucking human mm-hmm. beings. And it's like, you shouldn't be rewarding those people. Right. Um, 
And if you think that you should, you're an asshole. Right. Exactly. So I think that's like a good starting point. I would probably look at other tournament packs and make, make decisions on things to steal. Um, but I think the blueprints out there, it's just a matter of taking enough stuff that we like, making sure it's a weekend that people can get to and somewhere where it's accessible. The thing is, I also, I know that a lot of tournaments start at like, you know, 20 or 30 people and then the next year they hit 40 or 50 and then they jump up to 80 to, you know, 60, 60 to 80 or whatever. It would be a lot of fun and a, but a lot of work to run a tournament for 30 people. I think we would probably want to try to coordinate with as many people as possible, probably content creators to then spread the word and make it big enough. Cause like, I actually think 60 to 80 is the perfect tournament size. I don't want a hundred 30 is fun, but it's sort of, it's a little bit smaller. So I think maybe like 50 to 80 is your like perfect. Yeah. Boutique if we were putting our size. name on a tournament, I would want it to be a boutique tournament. Yeah. I would definitely want exactly. it to be like, I'm with you sold as the experience of going not as much as the playing in the tournament and that's how bobo seems to us that's how i look at bobo like the yeah, guys aren't exactly. as interested in like who won bobo it's like yo we're gonna go we're gonna have a good time it's a blast everyone has a laughs and, has, and like that's awesome i think another fun thing to do with that would be to sort of replicate what rob did for bobo coverage and have a series of podcasts where we talk list um list construction but don't just talk about it from a competitive standpoint. Also be like, look, so so Benjamin Sava is bringing what looks like a really strong list, but he's already checked off four boxes because he has four behemoths. He has two named characters, you know, like checking, like talking about it from the perspective of the objectives we set up for the tournament, as opposed to just yeah. from a competitive standpoint um, and getting people engaged, talking about what's, what's coming up. But that also requires us to um, a understand other army books that aren't our own. So that's a big ask. B, put out content more than once a month, which is kind of a tall ask. And C, collect lists yeah. on time. Also, um, we'd have to really care more than we do. That's about right. Next question comes from Randy, our buddy from Down Under. Except not even because he's like Down Under's uh, pubes because he lives in Tasmania or Tanzania. Um, he's at Tautor1990 on Twitter. He asks... What was your best and what was your worst GHB 18 moment? Um, so GHB 18 came out. I had just decided to start playing AOS again. So uh, mm -hmm. I didn't have a moment. I was like, oh, this is my entire conception of the game. Yeah. So what was your best and worst moment? I, I you know, Do you want to save this question for when we do our retrospective? Um, yeah, let's put that in there with the – just file that away. Okay. Uh, next question from him was also, what do you wish would come out oh next for AOS? I want ever chosen man. Yeah. I would be really excited Better for ever chosen. Uh, I'd be, uh, I mean, I, I know I'm skipping ahead here, but when they do the new wanders and wood elf stuff, I'm going to lose yeah. my shit. I've been typing in all caps all day because of that trailer for yeah. underworlds. I'm so excited. Uh, and last question from Randy is, are you ready to get humiliated by me at CanCon 2020? P.S. I've got some videos in the coming months to make, to ram the point home. What do you think, Joe? Uh, are you going to get humiliated? I don't think anyone can humiliate a real American like Hulk Hogan. And when I get ready for my challenge against Nacho Man Blandy Savage, I'm going to completely, <laughs> completely channel the entire essence of Hulkamania. 
You're going to shave your no. head? Are you out of your mind? No, definitely you not. your hair? All right. Are you going to grow a handlebar? <laughs> maybe. All right. So maybe I'm not going to come back. You're going to get a I'm shave. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be drunk as hell. I'm going to be probably really in trouble with my wife. And that's enough of the categories. For Hulk I mean, that's Hogan. pretty much the Hulk Hogan, yeah. the Hulk Hogan um, brand. I'm going to say uh, I thought about just doing a corn army where I buy – bloodthirster wings and hulk hogan action figures and make all do the four bloodthirster lists but they're all hulk hogan's <laughs> like i thought that'd be really fucking funny considering how much the australians hate proxy armies so if i just copped out and bought a bunch of action figures i'm sure people would be really upset about it <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant i still think it's a great idea and then all your blood letters you can just do as little naked yeah, hulk yeah. hogan's i wasn't going to do blood letters though i was going to do blood reavers Okay, we'll do little Blood Reaver Hulk Hogan's. Yep. All right, next question comes from JJ Coop DeVille on Twitter. And this is uh, Josh Koopman. He's the one that drove us around from point A to point naked at oh. Bruce City. Uh, he asks, how many pairs of tournament-worn underwear will Big Jables be auctioning off to support his growing family? First of all, didn't realize there was a market for my tournament worn underwear, but I'd be happy to sell that along with bathwater. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, to anybody, <laughs> just tell me how much you want. My my price is pretty low. That's awesome. Yep. Next question. Holy God, we've got four from Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> what city from Cities of Sigmar would you start? Um, I don't know. No, I don't. Do you know any cities? You do know one. You know the. Oh, I know the c- city of Zandri. Uh, what? No, no, that's made up. That doesn't exist. All these years. Yeah. What about the city of the Evocators? <laughs> that one is real. Just up the street, uh, yeah, the city yeah, of Sequoias, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, those that's are like real. twin cities. That's canon. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah. Uh, his next question is: What's the best part about having a podcast? What's the worst okay, part? About best having part a podcast? of having a podcast is all the wonderful people we interact with on the day to day, you know, and, and, and I would say the Definitely. worst part is the people who, all the people we interact <laughs> no, with the people day who to day. come listen to our podcast, expecting something of it. Like that dude who posted about how we don't know what we're talking about. And like, that's not our niche, dude. There already are podcasts where people know what they're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Our description says something like two chuckle heads talking poorly like, about. Just Simo, it, right? dude. Like, so what I don't like, about having a podcast is also people this is going to sound awful but it makes some people that i don't want to interact feel like with feel like they have an like i have an obligation to interact with them <laughs> why are you being so mean to tristan <laughs> canadians dude <laughs> why would you have an island where every single person has to I have a penis piercing? Like why would Does you do that? Jingle when they get out of the shower. <laughs> what happens when you sword fight? Can they I get know. hooked on Docking each other? Must be really complex. Oh man, like a series of no. But like teams. being honest, I think the worst part about having a podcast is that when it comes up in a conversation that you you just met someone and they're like, oh yeah, blah blah, I play Warhammer. Oh yeah, you know you're at a tournament and you like you want to tell them you have a podcast, but you also don't want to be a douchebag and be like, hey, I've got a podcast. So you have to like awkwardly like work. Oh yeah, I got this podcast. And they're like, oh, what's your podcast? And you're like, oh yeah, it's Rage Sigma. And I'm like, oh, and they're like, oh yeah, I've listened to you guys. And then they don't say anything after that. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I completely agree. Just um, it's really enhanced my Warhammer or like AOS Twitter experience and like all the people we interact with more because of it. I think it's a ton of fun. I'd say the worst part is probably hearing you bitch about scheduling. Thanks, bud. Um, did you, you watch College Humor sometimes? You see that one they did about like no one wants to listen to your podcast? And the guy's like, I got this podcast, man. It's called West Wing and Wings, where we eat wings and watch the West Wing. Like, that's what I feel like our podcast is when I tell people about it. Like, yeah, it's just a, we talk about Warhammer. Like, people are like, what is Warhammer? I'll be like, oh, it's this fucking thing that I do that I'm. you might think I'm too old for, but it's really not. Like, I'm, you know. I'm actually yeah, pretty young for the scene. Guys, like, what, you guys paint fucking models? You build and paint models and play a board game with them. Like, technically, it's not a board game. It's a miniature game. The difference between board games and miniature games is board games come with a board. And miniature games, you play with miniatures. I know that might be... And miniature games have a lot more uh, yeah. assembly required. Um, then they're, Usually then they're like, what is it, Mousetrap? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mousetrap's a game where you assemble the game <laughs> as you play the game. That's like actually about... <laughs> also, hold on. Hold on. Mousetrap terrain for a Skaven themed Warcraft okay. board. Um, I'll go on eBay right now and see if I can get a copy of Mousetrap. Okay, that'd Perfect. be a good display board. Hit. I kind of um, really want to well, do it now. Just... Uh, next question comes from no. Tristan Gray. <laughs> Any plans to build a board for AOS? It's a... No. 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 Wait, 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 wait. Next that question really comes his, from. His question. I thought you made that up just to mess with me. No, no, he did ask, are there, do you have plans yeah, to build a board for AOS? I'm actually probably going to use Warcry stuff and some Azerite ruins to make a board too. But you're going to do a I Warcry. need to get a, so you're like, I'm also, I'm also moving. Three by three, right? So I'm, Warcry? I'm, yeah, but I might as well make it into a, a six by four. Because I'm moving and I'll finally have space to play. And I really hate my Rumble Battle Board, so I'm probably going to get uh, either a Fat Mat or just like take one from David, who has a yeah. billion for Nashcon. And then, like, try to get a, a table or three worth of terrain. I've already got a bunch of stuff that Anthony printed for me. So I can make a couple tables, but I also want to sort of make one custom. It's not just, you know, printing stuff do that, that someone gave me. Moab-style Arizona desert-looking board. Yeah, with your, yeah, your Dark and, Fantastic um, stuff. I'll probably work in some, like, bluffs and stuff. Some big line of sight blocking bluffs. Nice. And, uh, but that's, nice. like, yeah, yeah. that's way out in the future for me. Because, like, the more... The bigger sure. Lily gets, like I have, I have a baby gate like corralling me into my hobby area now. So it's like it's just getting, like I don't really have room for anything anymore. So we're gonna have to wait until we either find a place or um, my wife leaves. Yeah, right. I hear you. All right. Last question from Tristan for now is: Are you planning to play Warcry? Uh, short answer: Yes. Long answer: Yes. Wow. Um, I'm not gonna say yes. No, I'm going to buy the liar. models and I'm going to paint them. But like, I also have like a thousand dollars of Lord of the Rings shit sitting around that I don't play. So I can't say yes. So yeah, that's fair. maybe we'll, we'll probably that's play fair. when I'm in town for Nash, Nashcon, you know, we'll definitely play that. Yeah. Definitely. We'll, looking and forward I'm going to be at your house a couple extra days, which means we'll have more time to just stick around and play games. Um, I'm also going to bring yeah. Lord of the Rings stuff dude. with me because why not? We'll have time to play. Perfect. Maybe we yeah, get like some three-way well. games in with Rob, or we could have a three-way with Rob. Mm, Are we allowed to mention that, that Rob's great. coming to Nashcon, or should we just not say which Rob it is? We shouldn't tell. Uh, 
I think we could just leave Let's it. Just we not can just leave it generic. The, okay, so it's not Rob from the Honest Wargamer coming to Nashcon. That's just what we'll say. Can neither confirm nor deny. It could be Rob Stark. could be Robert Baratheon. Or Rob, Rob, Robert Simon. Who knows? I don't know. Who's that? Cool. All right. Next question comes from John Anderson, who I think is the first time writing in, so thanks Louis? for writing in, John. He writes... Louis Anderson? I don't know who that is. I don't know who's that. From what? Oh, I only know Louis C.K. Did he ever masturbate in front of you? <laughs> All right, what did John Anderson say? <laughs> John, John, we're listening to you, bud. All right, here we go. John Anderson writes, not even going to lie. Any tips for someone just coming into the competitive scene? Would he immensely appreciate I think he's saying uh, any tips for someone coming into the competitive scene would be okay. immensely appreciated. Oh, I have a great so, um, I would, I would definitely start with punctuation. Oh, that's a dick move, dude. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. My, All right, I, what do you think, Joe? Considering you just came into the Well, the, I've been playing competitive war games for a long time, though. But I would say, dude, sure. don't come into the competitive scene, competitive scene and treat it like it's a competitive scene. Go in, play your games, and have a good time. And when you get to round four, if you're at 4-0 and oh, and you've won your fourth round, then maybe try and play a serious game and, like, you know, put some effort. But, like, really, dude, just do this shit to go play Warhammer. Like, that's all you need. If you do that, you will find tons of enjoyment in it. But you can go to a tournament, and if you go 0-5 and, and you want to be competitive, it's going to leave you feeling kind of bad. So, Yeah, so I, I really agree with you because I've, I've been the competitive guy and I've gotten the bad feels when I don't perform yeah. the way I want to. And I realize that you can't, uh, you can't base your enjoyment based on winning or losing. And at the end of the day, right, someone's always going to lose. There's one person who wins out of 60. Those are awful odds if you're going to define success and enjoyment based on if you won or not. So I would definitely agree with your your point there, Joe. But I would say that there's something to be said for knowing what you're getting into when, when it comes into a competitive scene. Because you and I play competitively in the scene. We try to win, but our goal, first and foremost, is to have a good time. So after you get that mindset piece correct, right? As soon as, as once you get your head around like, I don't need to win to have fun, but I still want to play competitively. The thing I would recommend is just listen to, listen to podcasts, read people's write-ups of their lists, um, read new books when they come out. Just try to understand what's going on yeah. so that nothing surprises you. Because I think the biggest thing that can happen is when, you, when you're not ready for something, you can't plan for what you don't know. So if you know what's going on in all the books, if you, if you watch coverage and see how people are playing their games and you, you catch... You, you watch some games on, on Twitch when people are streaming it. Um, that's going to be a big help to you. But none of that really replaces playing games. So if you if you make yourself a fixture at your local game store, if, you, you know, if you've got a fledgling community but it's not really grown yet, ask people to play. Try to get as many games as you can. Help other people get better. But don't be afraid to stop a game and say, like, hold on. We're just playing at the local game store. You made a huge mistake. Why would you make that choice? Let's talk through what is the right choice so that I get smarter as your opponent and you get smarter and yeah. better at this game. The best games I've had are ones where I've sat and talked through stuff with my opponents and also happen to get yeah, I think I think you're, it's all about mindset, dude. And um, as long as you, you're going with the intention of having a good time over anything, you go because you could have mm -hmm. a good time at a bad tournament. We had a great time at Triumph and we had we each had a game that rubbed us the wrong way. 
and it was an awfully run tournament, yep. but we still had a good time. And that's because we got to play games of Warhammer yep. and we were in and got to hang out got with, our to with our boys. And that should be your number one concern. If you're looking to make sure that every time you go, you have a good time. That's the way you have to approach it. Cause if you, if you're playing to win the yep. tournament or that's all you're interested in, there's nothing wrong with that, but when you don't do it, you're not going to feel good. Yeah. I'll add to that. Um, just keep the objective in mind, right? So in your games, you won't win if you don't focus on objectives, but keep your objective in mind for the whole weekend. Is your goal to have a great time and hang out with your friends? Then like, don't get hung up on, on what happened in your last game when you're like out to lunch and, and hanging out between rounds. Enjoy that time because we really only get these tiny little windows of time together. And then we have to go back to real life. And for a lot of us, we don't get to see each other yeah. in between tournaments. Tournaments are when yeah. I get to see all my friends. Cool. That's a great question. And thanks for writing in. Uh, anyone else who wants to write in, it's at of Sigmar Podcast. We're always looking for, for new questions, always looking for new co-hosts. I don't even think we introduced ourselves. I'm sad. Honestly, I think we missed one because uh, I remember seeing some. There's a lot of questions left. Oh, oh I'm, I'm still reading okay. questions. I just wanted to make sure people knew how to get in touch with us because we okay, forgot to introduce that part. Uh, next question comes from James Thompson. He writes, when you lose to at Lofthammer in the drinking challenge next year at Bobo 2020, what do you feel is an acceptable forfeit? So Joe, I think this is your chance to call your shot and place, place the stakes for the bet. Because if you win, I think they owe you whatever you asked for. If you lose, I think you got to right. So here's up. the thing, my friend. I've never lost a drinking competition in my life. I'm not, I don't plan on losing to some fucking lighthearted, chuckling tea drinking dirt bag i'm sorry i can't do that um i'm not gonna lose dude i don't know what to tell you man then then what do you then what do you want to what would you what would you bet right. on this what would All you right. wager this is their, what i'm gonna language? tell you guys if i win the drinking competition on day two you guys have to stand before me and pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america or at least download our episodes once. No, that's what I want. I want you guys to say we were wrong for taxating the colonies without representing the colonies. If okay, I what lose, happens if you lose? I will drink tea and say God save the queen. Done, done and done. Done and done. Next question comes from our boy, Craig, NWA Moves on Twitter, at Deathwing Craig. He asks... What armies are you bringing when you come to Bobo 2020? Oh, man. I, Craig, man, that's kind of far out, bro. I could have another army by then. But most likely, I'll probably bring my feck. Yeah. And if anything, I'll bring my baby and my skaven, if I make it. Uh, his He follows up with, would you rather boil your moms or food blend your dads? Jesus Christ, Craig. I'm going to have to food blend my dads. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right because at least it would like put you out of your misery faster. Boiling sounds like an excruciating oh, no, experience that would last for a I long like while. More than I like my dad, but okay. Yeah. I like your mom a lot too. Next question comes from Scott question. Smith yeah. at <laughs> underscore. You didn't answer that question at all. What's that? Huh. I did. I agreed with you. I said right. food blend dads. Sorry, Mr. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't listen he just downloads uh next question comes from scott smith at underscore at we underscore men he asks that's a really weird... war clans cities of sigmar ma tribes okay. fuck mary right, kill quick, dude 
That's a really strange way to spell woman. (laughs) 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 Bang, bang. Um, Uh, Yeah, I think think women means guys that are into dicks. (laughs) Like the women. Um, Yeah. Auric War Clans, Cities of Sigmar, Ma Tribes. Fuck. I would fuck... The Maw Tribes. I would marry mm-hmm. um, whatever the other one was. I forgot already. <laughs> War, War Clans. Clans or Cities of Sigmar? Sigmar? You could die. Damn, dude. I was thinking like, if I was a, a person in the mortal realms, I would probably want to marry Cities of Sigmar because I probably have a similar value set and lifestyle. I'd want to fuck Auric War Clans because I could like take that story back to the boys of like, yeah, I betted this Iron Jaws bitch and she was enormous. Her <laughs> dick was so big. And then just kill Ma Tribes because they would probably eat me mm, if I don't point. kill them. Uh, next question comes from at Sir Flukes a lot. It's Sean MCK on Twitter. He asks, what is the airspeed velocity of an unla- unladen sparrow? Uh, I mean, it's a great question, but if we don't know if it's a European or an African sparrow or an European or African swallow, it's sort of hard to, hard to answer yeah, that question. Carrying a coconut or not. Um, right. Oh, well, he said no, unladen, no, so no, I assume no, not no, carrying a sorry. coconut. I missed that point. Right. Uh, but, but great question. Keep writing them in. And I appreciate the reference. Uh, your references are dope. Everyone knows that. Uh, next question comes from Ty at fat kid sports on Twitter. I'm excited to see Ty in a little less than a month. He was p- posting pictures of grind and soda this weekend, which made me really, uh, is it really less, a little less than a month? Till next Question. Time? Uh, you know what? It's just over a month. Cause it's, uh, I can't wait. August road trip. Yeah. I'm so excited. All right. Question one, kill fuck, Mary Jacobs, ETC mm. teammates. So for a reminder, my teammates were Brendan Kill. Melnick. They were Carson Burns. And uh, uh, Zach who's the one that was really fit? Carson? Yeah. Carson. He's the one I'm fucking, the other one I'm marrying. That's exactly right. Uh, I spent I spent two evenings with Zach, and he was absolutely lovely. We share interests that are not limited to Japanese whiskey and Japanese anime and Japanese women. And uh, Carson is just a giant beefcake, so I would let him take me to Poundtown. And I'm sorry to say, Brendan, you can get <laughs> fucked. I mean, you can die because you're the Lord of Undeath anyway, right? Like his whole thing is being the ash, the so he can go back to the gash. The Lord of Undeath. He is, was, will be. All the more is my past. Next question. All is Nagash, and Nagash is all. Uh, question two from Ty. In honor of War Cry, record each of your best actual war cries. Joe, would you like to lead off on this? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, here's my war cry. You sound just like Lytech. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> Oh my god, that was good. Oh man, actually, hold on. This drink is amazing. It's a vanilla cream ale from Black Horse Brewery in Tennessee. It's delightful. Last question from Ty. 
Will that be the last malign portents die you consume? Absolutely, man. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Last question comes from PJ Shark, which is our buddy Paul from the Mortal Realms podcast. Give him a listen. I'm really enjoying their newest episode on uh, the Forbidden Power narrative and storyline, which is super cool. Uh, question from him is. Does free cities mean that Jacob can finally rock a California-based AOS army? I think so. I think that means I could I could theme an army so around California. The yellow, like the warriors' colors and shit. Uh, that and like have more black people than usual, and like some Filipinos oh, in there. You can get, like, actually have some Hmong people. Hmong, because they're, oh, they're yeah. in like Michigan. Definitely. That's the only two places. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Michigan um, and California. Mainly SoCal, right? And we are back. We're back. Um, sorry. I my computer fell asleep, so I clicked the mouse. And you clicked to end recording. No, yeah, my I don't know where the mouse was. Sorry, my Hopefully bad. Hopefully the best episode we had started recording. I really hope you didn't lose <laughs> that recording. No, we still have it. It's Good. there. You better. There. Um I was going to say, if you do a California theme Free People's Army, I'll do a Orkland Raiders uh, Iron Oh Jones. my god, I love that idea so much. That'd be really cool. So, um, And I'm actually... Oh, Golden I'm, State I'm, Warriors of Chaos! Oh my god, why? <laughs> why are we like this? <laughs> Alright, cool. So, um, that was a good question section. That was that was really solid. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about games we've played recently and games I played at ATC. Why don't you kick it off, Joe? Have you played any games yeah. lately? Yeah, I played one game. I think since our last podcast, I played uh, against my buddy Chris Deeks. Who? Uh, That's the homie. That's the yeah. homie. <laughs> Mentioned on the show all the time. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, 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 go on. Oh yeah. Uh, uh. You're <laughs> Did you turn this into a Michael Jackson song? yeah lots of people who like touching children so anyway check it out um chris brought 130 plague monks Phil. and it was a fun time did you win no dude i couldn't roll fucking i failed a, t- a three inch charge you know why didn't you so, command point it oh um why didn't i command point it? <laughs> Fuck, did you not think of it no, what happened was like, <laughs> no, no, no. I moved up all of my crypt flares and uh, they all screamed. Mm-hmm. And then I failed the charge and I was up for the double. So I was like, if I don't double, because I only had, so what happened was, it was turn one, I had my one command point and yep. he rolled a six and stole my turn command point. So I only had one. Oh, shit. Okay. So I was like, if I double, I'll scream at him again and then charge. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I charge, if I, I was basically like, if I don't wipe this unit, I'll, I won't, they'll die. They'll all die. Because right. it was a, a unit of 40 Plague Monks. Yep. So I decided to commit early in the game because we were playing the new Scorched Earth. Right. And I was like, I got to get something. I, you know, I just kind of, I misplayed it. I definitely did. But like, if I would have got the double and I would have had that charge, it would have been like a total, I probably would have been able to like really cave the center of his army in. Yeah. Because he had like one, he zoned out the whole backside of his board with 40 Plague Monks in a row. So I was like, that's awesome if I could hit them because I'll be able to put all my attacks into them, but only like 10 of them will be able to fight back. And then everyone else is moving three inches each time yeah. to get closer. 
So I was like, I just need to cave this one section of the army. And I thought that I would have been able to. And I just, every time I, like, I couldn't get spells off. It was just bad rolling. So um, I think I was in the right spots. And if things would have went, if I had those few couple ro- those couple rolls that were just really shit be average, I would have definitely had a much be- uh, different experience in the game. No, it's definitely tough. Um, and his army doesn't give you a lot of space to make mistakes. Yeah, I'm running a, my a Mordens list now, so I have a few more bodies on the table, but it's right. not. It doesn't mean shit against 130 plague monks. Totally, I've been. I've been so. Um, Brendan ran Gristlegore with Ghoul Patrol, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking Ghoul Patrol with two big monsters and some summoning. I think is a really good, a really strong way to go with Feck. Yeah, um, especially if you're gonna then you run a Gristlegore because you get the. If you charge with both terror guys, both terror guys are going to get to go twice before your opponent can even I go. I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I got you. Yeah, because the guy goes first, and then you start and then you activate them. No, you're so right. You the other one. Yeah, so that's pretty strong. Um, did you did you have a good game? Did you have a fun time? Of course, I always have fun playing Chris. Of course, he's the best. So. Um, all right, so I've played four games in the last uh, since the last episode, I guess, uh, at ATC, and I played. Some pretty fun people. My first game. Oh shit! I actually have already forgotten all my opponents. Um, so I'll just I'll, I'll give a high level overview. I played a game against Slanesh, um, where from against a guy from Atlanta, and he his name is Mark, but we called him Mork. Uh, nope, that guy played Flares. Just kidding. Uh, I, John uh, Price Vanderberg actually is the one who's playing Slanesh, and he was really afraid of my plague monks so he put his his keeper a little too far back and out of the way and he didn't really claim any objectives early um also he had the epitome with a sort of judgment on his nine attacks which is pretty cool and i used my vermin lord warp seer as bait so i forced him to charge me early and then i just jumped on objectives and ground him out uh so it was a fun game i played against uh mark well, Mork, but Mark, who was playing the 27th Flayer Blisterskin Deadwatch list. He had oh, wow. no Terror Geist, no Zombie Dragons. He had 12 Flayers, 12 Flayers, 3 Flayers, an Arch Regent, and a Courtier, and wow. the Jaws. Um, and he came into me and screamed at some stuff, and then I killed 12 Flayers, and then he came in and fought elsewhere and killed some more stuff, and I killed the other 12 Flayers. And I used shooting and endless spells to kill his characters and took his objectives. Um, it's a it's a tough list to win with because it's hard for him to get his points back on those big ass units of flares. Flares are great, but like units of twelve, I don't know if they can ever actually make their points back in time. No, no. And if there's no like Dead Watch is a good battalion for the drop, but like mm-hmm. what it does, if you're in combat and at the start of your turn with them, yeah, that's super rare because usually they're either all dead or. It like actually probably works better with a six or a three because they won't kill something outright. Yeah, but they don't really get take getting touched back too well unless you're using your terror guy spell to give them the additional five up, which you didn't have. So which, but what you wouldn't want to do because you want to put it on the terror guys. So. Exactly. So, uh, but you know, he was new with the army. He he brought on with his archery and he brought on a vargulf instead of bringing on twenty ghouls and like that's what I would do in that that list though because you you, need you would bring the vargulf. Yeah, because you need yeah. to bring back more flares. No, and it, it definitely helped him, but he sort of put it out of range. He brought it on about where they were in the movement phase instead of bringing it on f- more forward, knowing he was going to push up and protect it. Uh, so he, he left himself out of position. Um, yeah. But that was a really fun game. Super nice guy. We got nice and drunk. 
Uh, oh, my first game was against a guy named Will from Baltimore, and he was running Gorefist, which is um, like the Gordrak. Yeah, Iron Dice. He's running the um, Gordrak on the Maw Crusher. He's running three units of six pigs, which is pretty scary, and then some support heroes. And those pigs move something like 40 inches across the board. Uh, and I misplayed, and I put my... So, like, I had a screen of clan rats because, you know, that's what you do. But then I had my plague monks, like, 2.9 inches behind that, thinking after he kills my clan rats, I just pile in with the plague monks and, and wreck him. What I forgot was that Iron Jaws have that rule, smash and bastion. So once they kill something, the next unit gets to pile in and fight. So he, he like, wiped my, my, my screen unit with a unit of pigs and then got to activate the next unit of pigs, and they piled in and wiped my my plague monks. So I was sort of on the back foot, but we were playing the a scenario, I think it was places of arcane power or three places of power. And so he only had these like six wound heroes on the objectives. So Thankwell runs up, the Vermin Lord runs up, and I ended up claiming the objectives and taking it off of him. Uh, but it was definitely scary because he moved freaking 25, 30 inches across the board before charging, which is terrifying. Yeah, it's nuts. And then my last game was against a guy playing Seraphon. Um, and I just don't know that Seraphon have a great way to compete with uh, with fully tooled out Skaven. You know, I you know, I put down my rat trap and I, I shot a lot of his stuff, and then my plague monks go in and just blend up whatever they want to. It was cool. He summoned he summoned uh, six Ripperdactyls and twenty skinks in the first two turns. So like he had he had ways to to play the bodies game, but he just didn't have anything that could really kill me back that fast. Um, and we had a great time, but it was, I, I, it felt like a mismatch from the beginning, to be honest, because we're still using the 2018 points. We weren't using the new points at ATC. Uh, I think because the ETC is similarly not going to use 2019 points. Yeah. Uh, but I like, I had a great weekend. I went four and uh, met some great folks and I'm really hoping to make it out to their tournament. Uh, two of the teams there were from Atlanta I'd really like to make it out to their tournament in, in Atlanta. It's in November. So like I said, if I can't make Du Bois, I might try to make it out to Atlanta for their tournament. It's, I think the, the game store is called Gigabytes, like B-I-T-E-S. Um, okay. Because I think they do food, like a cafe also. And I think it's being run there, I want to say November 11th and 12th or okay. some, something in that in that time frame. Uh, so if I can't make Du Bois, I'd really like to make that one since it's you know, a four-hour drive for me. And I really like these guys, and I want them to come out to NashCon. And we need to build the, the the scene out here in the southeast. And you do that by showing up to other people's tournaments. That's pretty cool. Um, who won ATC? Uh, we did. We won everything. Yeah, we so won it now, all. So, who won the best best categories? Well, great, great question. I guess we're just going to lean into this and talk about. Uh, the shenanigans for ATC. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
And we are back. We are back again, again, again. We are going to talk a little bit about some shenanigans that went down at ATC and all sorts of other fun stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. Dear God, is that Burger Rings? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Motherfucker. Dude, I'm so, I'm so jealous that you got all the Burger Rings and didn't share any with me. Mm. No. Can you can um, you describe what they taste like? Because I've never had one before. Okay. All right. Hang on, I gotta white tuck it up real quick. Hang on. Oh, you, you're such an asshole. <laughs> All right, hang on. One more second. Hang on. I love you, Goombot. <laughs> All right. So, what do they taste like? All right. I would say that they taste like they have the consistency of a Funyun. Okay. So firm, but still very crunchy, crunchy kind of airy. Sort of melts a little bit. And they're in a ring form. So mm-hmm. it makes it, yeah, and it does kind of melt in your mouth. Nice. Um, like a good cheese puff? Sort of like a cheese puff. So, um, like, the, they're equivalent to like a cheese doodle as a twisty. And then they have these other things called rations, which are like a cheese doodle, but bacon flavored, and they're fucking crazy good. Okay. Holy shit. So let's talk flavor for burger rings first. All right. First, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a full taste experiment. I'm gonna put it on my tongue. I'm gonna describe everything I t- I taste as it goes on, on right? Yep. Mm. I wanna say there's like a very strong, not very strong. Not as strong as a salt and vinegar chip, but a very you can taste vinegar there. Okay, so salty, pickly. like salty, Cheesy? pickly, pickly, it's like dill. Um, no, pickly isn't vinegary, like a, okay. that kind of. Sure. Um, and then I feel like there's like a little bit of ketchup in there, like deep down inside. So like the fake, the fake tomato ketchup flavor. Like the sweet, you know, ketchup's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever sweet. had Have you ever had ketchup flavored chips before? Uh, no, but my Mark is really into them. My friend Mark. They're kind of weird, but, uh, I'm just trying to figure out if that's the flavor we're talking about here. Mm. Are I they... would say there's some umami in there. Oh, nice. Way to be pretentious. Uh-huh. Yeah. You asshole. All right. I really liked it. So let's, let's talk about ATC now that we've done our full burger ring review. That was amazing. Goon boss. I fucking love you, bud. I can't wait to hang out with you at CanCon. God, I'm so jealous. Uh, all right, so ATC, um, you were asking about the results of the event, right? Well, I was, but now we want to talk about the real important stuff that we like to cover at Age of Sigmar. The and shenanigans. I a, yeah, I have a 27-part list sent to me by an insider that was Uh-oh. at the ATC with you to, to ask about. So I'm just get right into it, bro, because it's going to be a long episode. Yep, let's go. But, the first thing I was told to ask about is par- Party Mart. Oh, my God. So we get to Chattanooga on Friday afternoon evening, right? We drove okay. from Nashville. I picked up the guys at a game store in just south of Nashville. We drive out to Chattanooga, about a two-hour drive. And the first thing we do is drop our luggage at the, at the hotel. And we're like, all right, ob- objective number one has to be buying alcohol. Now, mind you, the three guys I'm with, Zach, Cachetta, Carson Burns, and and Brendan Melnick aren't huge drinkers. 
So I'm basically buying whatever I want for me, and then they might buy something in addition to that. So we go on Yelp, pull up the closest liquor store. It's called Party Mart. We drive out, and like, man, like outside of, of main parts of Chattanooga, it's pretty backwater Tennessee-ish. It's like small town, backwater, like a lot of closed storefronts. Uh, there's like a Rebel Chili's. Uh, no Rebel Flags that we saw, but like... No. Just, I mean, like, places super excited to be selling VCRs. Like, you know, just <laughs> random little, like, where the fuck are we sort of thing. And we get to this place called Party Mart. We pull up in the front, and they've got a bunch of signs out there. Right? Turns out they sell, buy, and trade Bitcoin. They've got CBD oils. Uh, they got beer. Right? So we go inside, and it looks like a pretty standard fare corner store liquor store. But they don't actually carry liquor. It's just beer. So we're like, all right, well, that's fine. We'll pick up some beer. So... I pick up a couple, six packs or 12 packs or whatever. Um, and we go up to the front to pay. And there's this, this little Indian guy because that's how every corner store is, right? Uh, and I turn my head and I see a wall that's probably, I want to say at least 10 feet wide. It's like underneath one of the front windows. Um, it's like 10 feet wide, probably like three or four stacks of magazines deep. And it's just all porn. Oh, that's it's, tight. Yeah, Porn it's all heads. like Penthouse and Hustler and none no of it's... Do they even make those anymore? <laughs> I, I know, right? We were so surprised. Uh, and like, it's not like the airport where it's all blacked out and like these black magazine bags so no one can see it. It's just no, all it's out. Like, out. There's a girl out. like with a vest and her, her titties out and it was amazing. And I turned and was like, dude, you got a lot of porn. And he just busts this giant grin. He goes, I know, right? <laughs> he's like so excited that this is his thing. That this is like what he's known for. I think, I think in that moment, he just felt so seen. That, like, so I just awesome. validated his experience or like his, uh, his, his life goal. Um, dude, so I have a, there's like, this car questions in parts. Hold on, so, I got more. I got more for this. No, no I want to let you know that you already hit one A, which was the porn. Yeah. So, so he, I then turned back to him to like buy my beer, and he goes, "Do you want a joint?" And I was like, "What?" And he, he opens up like what looks like a pack of cigarettes and pulls out. I mean, he calls it a joint. It was, it was big. It was probably bigger than my pinky. It was like, it was like probably, a spliff, right? Yeah, exactly. It was a spliff, and he's like, "It's zero point zero two percent, man. It's totally legal." <laughs> so I was like, so you're trying to get me to buy shitty weed that's not going to get me high from you. <laughs> and he just sort of giggles. Um, and he had like a hemp fidget spinner out on the out on the desk or like out on the counter. And I was like, man, that's the most 2018 thing you could possibly imagine. <laughs> that's a awesome. CBD spliff or a CBD fidget spinner. Um, so like we order our beers, we go outside. But it was just unbelievable oh, and like brendan so like i bought a small bag of ice for the cooler brendan's like no do not buy a bigger one i will go to the ice machine at the at the the hotel we're not paying for this ice and i wanted to tell the story about how you had a big fight with two different ice encounters when we were at triumph um <laughs> that was pretty oh, great when i dropped the ice in the street and the bag ripped no, open no all- the first time when we went into the restaurant uh, and you oh. grabbed a, a, like a, cup a, a cup of ice and you squeezed it and it rocketed out and shattered all over the floor and you just turned into like the like a perfect Canadian like oh I'm so sorry so so, so sorry so sorry I'm so sorry and they're just like just leave it just no it, dude just leave it <laughs> <laughs> and then we bought ice and take it out of the cooler and you throw it on the ground so we could like break it up and put it in the cooler and it shatters everywhere and the bag just goes. <laughs> 
was funny. That day the score was Ice 2, Joe Pagano 0. Oh, man. Um, all right, so to finish off talking about Party Mart, I want to read you the one and only Yelp review. <laughs> I got told about this, too. So yeah, it's great. All right, here we go. From Stephen H., who's written 29 reviews. Gave three stars. This was over seven years ago. Said, say you, say you live in Georgia, just south of the Tennessee state line. Say it's a Sunday, and after visiting the fridge, you realize that you have a dire shortage of Sunday beer. Also say you don't want some convenience store macro brew. Well, the Party Mart has a pretty great selection of macros and craft beers, and is just across the state line in East Ridge. If you don't have a connection to the internet, and you need adult publications, they have that too. It's a pretty funny place to stop. <laughs> and then underneath it says, update. So he came back to this review and updated it. So this place has a lot of bit, lost a bit of its shine now that you can buy beer on Sunday in Georgia. That being said, if I'm driving through East Ridge and want a sixer, I'm going to stop at this place. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So so Party Mart was was fucking awesome. Uh, right. Right, at, right after that, we go to the liquor store, right? And we're going to buy, you know, some whiskey or something. And just out of curiosity, I go to see if they have any grind. Because I've looked in Nashville for Grind, which is the the espresso rum that we were drinking at Brew City. Yeah. And they had like a good a good amount of it. They probably had like 10 bottles. So I bought four bottles of Grind that afternoon uh, <laughs> with the intent of drinking two of them over the course of the tournament and bringing one home for me and one home for David because we, we need more Grind in our life. Oh, that's awesome. So um, I'm going to just move right along on this list Brendan sent me. Yep. Uh well, we know you already talked about not wanting to buy ice. Yep. Uh, you ate a die. We already kind of went over that. We talked well, about the grind. I didn't really talk about why. Do you want me to talk about why? Or should I get to it as as we get through it? As okay. it comes up naturally. I mean, dude, you ate a die. Yeah, I got really angry. I was rolling some Plague Monks against the Slanesh player, Price. And um, I rolled my dice and I was looking for sixes. And I see a skull. And I'm like, motherfucker, this is a one. I'm going to be so angry. I pick it up and I flip it over and there's a symbol on the other side. Like I got so angry. This is like 10 in the morning on Sunday, right? And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm never using this dice again. The only way I can guarantee I'll never use it again is to make it unusable. So I took my coffee that had grind in it, my like pretty awful uh, venue coffee. I put the die in my mouth and I swallowed it. And I almost gagged it back up and then I choked it down. Update. Those are That is not a good idea. I had like a <laughs> fever and nausea and like my mouth would get hot and I'd salivate a ton the next day. I think my body was trying to get me to throw it up. I was dry heaving at work. Um, oh my God. I had like stomach pain. I almost had to pull over when I was driving home because I was nauseous. Um, What's really funny was, is I, I told my parents and my wife about this. <laughs> and they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that's why I did it because it's hilarious. But uh, don't ever swallow a 16 millimeter die. Luckily it had rounded edges. So the funny thing is, they oh gave my out, god! I thought it was a twelve. No, it was a sixteen. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> so what's funny is we were also we were uh, we were given we were each given a twenty five mil Vegas die to for like priority rolls and, and pre game rolls. I guess like ATC wanted to cut down on cheaters or whatever. And so like after I did that, Price turns to me and goes, "Hey, swallow this one." I was like, "No fucking way! I'm doing that." I almost died swallowing the sixteen mil with rounded edges. If I swallowed a twenty five mil with these sharp Vegas edges, I will die from internal bleeding. Yeah, that's fucking retarded. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm As glad it is, okay. it was a bad choice. I'm glad you're okay, but please don't ever do that again. I'm not. Also, everyone keeps asking me if I've passed it. I really don't know. Like, I'm still not pooping that normally, but I had a bunch of hot chicken yesterday, so I've had diarrhea for a day, which has helped clear <laughs> out my system. Um, a couple of people have told me that, like, 
if it comes up a one, I get to reroll one, so I have to swallow it again. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. A couple of people have joked that if it, if like when I poop it out, it's cocked, I have to reroll it. So I'm not doing that either. But I also haven't poked through my poo. I don't think it's still in my body. Yeah, I gotta I would... say, like I, I, on like on the real, I've done a lot of stupid things for Warhammer and for like a punchline. I think this is the dumbest one, and I will never do it again. I'm actually kind of afraid of what would happen to my body if I did it again. Yeah, I w- yeah, I mean, like, I guess you would just click together. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just my it's it's a casting roll instead of a run roll. Yeah. Um. So we covered that. Yep. Um. The next thing is the lack of hammers. Um, yeah. So that might be a good bot- last one, though. Okay, we'll come back to that. So your worst matchup in a game, game one. Uh. I think, I think so only because I misplayed it and I wasn't ready for. I forgot about smashing and bashing. So on the drive down, we talked through all every possibility that could happen. Right? Any any bad matchup, we talked about exactly what the contingency plan was for that army because Brendan and Zach are both really cerebral players. They're thinkers. They're planners. Carson is a really talented player who plays a really denial style army. He plays gits and like everything is about giving out minus one to hit. He, like, with a bunch of pride and probably, like, half-chub boner, was telling a story about how anytime he gets people at more than minus three to hit, he's just doing it for, uh, for like, dick measuring because nothing, like, minus three, anything past that is going to be useless. Anyway, you always hit on sixes. He goes, yeah, one time I put a guy on minus seven to hit just to prove that I could. <laughs> wow. Because, of like, all the nets and the different spells and the Trogoth Hag and the Griff Feather Charm and all these different things. Anyway, so they're all, they all play to win. And, like, our goal in going to ATC was, like, wreck shop, take all the trophies home. Um, but when we talked about the matchup against the Pigs, we never discussed playing um, – or, like, smashing and bashing that special rule that lets them pile in and fight the next unit. And we also talked about how – in any scenario, of, of all the scenarios, the one we don't want them playing is three places of power. So I got that list in the worst scenario that we could think of, and I miss and like I misdeployed against uh, a pretty strong allegiance ability. But in the end, it, it still turned out okay. Oh, wow. So uh, moving on to game three, mm-hmm. the other team we were concerned about. Yeah, so we played... Um, Round one, we played uh, a team from Baltimore, which is one of the only other really out-of-town teams. So it was Baltimore. There was, like, our Chicago slash Nashville team. There were two Atlanta teams. There was a Chattanooga team, and there was a Memphis team. Um, and round one, we faced off against uh, Scooter, who, like, often takes best destruction. He's the guy who's always shouting, piggy, piggy, piggy. Uh, real nice guy, but, like, he's, he's loud as fuck. And I guess he's slowed down on drinking he didn't get that drunk with me so that made me disappointed we played them round one and they were one of two teams that we were really worried about the, the matchups with um the other one was the team with the slanesh list so they had slanesh they had um an agash list they had a ideneth list that, that brendan just destroyed with ghoul patrol and i forget their last matchup um but we i mean in the entire tournament of 16 games that the four of us played overall we only lost one, and that was against Gristle Gore, and it was in Relocation Orb, and it was on like a straight dice roll for priority for the last round. Otherwise, Carson would have won it. Um, so we we tabled them pretty thoroughly. I don't know what specifically Brendan 
or like what I was supposed to talk about for that matchup aside from that. But uh, the the round the second round of day one, we actually got a full eighty points to their zero. Wow. I think in the next round we got um, it might have been like seventy eight or something or seventy five. So the next thing he wanted to talk about was game. He's just wants you to talk about every game. So game four, crushing two electric boogaloo. This is a reference to uh, the breakdance two electric boogaloo, or it might be. Uh, a reference to Tony Danza, Tap Dance Extravaganza, Danza 2, The Electric Boogaloo. Probably probably the first one. I don't think Brendan's that into into music. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, we, we went the in. Breakdancing movies we, from the 80s, though. That's more his niche. <laughs> like, not oh, music. Definitely. No, breakdancing? Hell yeah. It's yes. a Drake meme. It's a Drake meme. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Brendan Pett. <laughs> um, so the thing is, we, we, like, planned out our matchups pretty extensively, and we... I think outside of maybe the first the first round, we got all the advantageous matchups we wanted. So I think we went into that one pretty ready to stomp face. And How did that work at ATC? So the way it works, it's the same as ETC pairing, where both teams put up one list, and then and that's simultaneous. And then of your three remaining lists, you pick two of yours to go against that one. Right. So now there's there's uh, there's three lists that are out of your hands. And you're, you get to pick the, the two matchups. You basically, each team gets to pick two matchups from a pair and a pair. Okay. It's sort of hard to explain outside of just doing it, and it makes a lot more sense. Um, but essentially, we, we engineered matchups by, by leading with somebody who had no bad matchups or had, like, one bad matchup. And then you can control the other two. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so we 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 definitely overthought and over tryharded, and it rewarded us. Um, the tenth point, the lack of karaoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the the Atlanta crew has a guy named Mork who I played, and he and I were singing pretty much the whole game. And this man has a golden voice, like golden god. Played way too much rock band, but never had any formal training. Just loves to belt. Um. And Does he, he sound more they, like a like a like a like an Eddie Vedder? No, like really clear, really good voice. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, like he was singing uh, "Can't Stop This Feeling" deep inside of me, girl. You got me. Your girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. Is that like that Uga Chaga song? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that song's awful. He <laughs> he made it wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. But we talked about going to karaoke or uh, a steakhouse after dinner. Steakhouse is code. If you don't know what it means, look it up. Um, and so they went to dinner at like 7.30. And I was like texting them the whole time. Like, hey, what time are you guys out? Let's go hit karaoke. And then they ghosted me or texted back the next morning saying like, hey, I fell asleep. Sorry, we didn't make it to karaoke. Wow. So I was really disappointed because I was excited to go out and get, get loose because my team wasn't going to do that. But I thought I had made friends who had the same priorities as me. Turns out I did not. Wow, that sucks. Um, yeah. The one thing about ATC that I don't like from what I've heard is everyone was a biggity bitch except for you. That's not true. Actually, it turns out a lot of people went out. I just didn't know them. And so like I, like Joe Creer and like his whole group of 40K friends, they all went out and got super drunk on Saturday night. I thought Joe but Creer I doesn't drink. He doesn't. That's the thing. I should have texted him like, hey, is anyone going out to drink? But I assumed because he's... He doesn't drink. He wasn't going to go out and get 
Knife having a time. How was that? Was, never did Joe Creer and Brendan have a knife fight after everything was done? No, they made out. It was great. Oh, that's there great. was there was no incident. It was it was a complete non non issue. Okay, so what happened at the pool? Uh, I mean, I went swimming Saturday morning because I woke up early. Dude, is Brendan just making shit up then? Uh, super. The pool. Legit I mean, like breakfast. there was. What's that? Super legit breakfast. Oh my god! So this this actually is quite notable. Every time I've been to a hotel and it has complimentary breakfast or says hot breakfast, I assume it's going to be danishes and cereal in styrofoam bowls and like awful, awful yeah. waffles, right? Like the waffles that you make yourself that there's always like some 80-year-old person that's never made a waffle in their life trying to fucking figure it out and shit. Exactly, yeah. exactly. This was not that. They had a legit hot breakfast with a couple different types of meat, um, both like scrambled eggs and like these egg omelet little patties. Um, like the food was good. They had two waffle making stations and the batter was really fluffy and delicious. They had these little French toast bites. It was off the chain. It was so good. Their coffee wasn't great, but their orange juice was really good. I would go back to the holiday in best Western. I would go back to that best Western any day of the week and twice on Sunday just for breakfast. What? Okay. Did Carson get accused of being a child molester? Yep. So Carson is, uh, he's about to go into like officer training in the military and he's like, he's an exercise freak. So like after, after day one of, of playing and like we go and get dinner, he's like, I got to work out. I just got to go. I got to go work out. So he goes to work out and there's a, I want to say like middle school or like young high school, uh, girls lacrosse tournament, I guess, happening in the same area. So, like, all their families are there. These girls are, like, running up and down the halls, being goofy, being, like, you know, 13-year-old girls, which is appropriate. But they're, like, running around in circles in the weight room. And Carson's like, oh, fuck, I guess I'm not going to go work out. And he, like, he goes in for a second. And, like, I, I guess one of their dads was there. And the, the dad's like, hey, girls, get out of here. And he's like, oh, cool, I'm going to get to work out. This guy starts, like, questioning him about everything. The guy goes, like, like, where are you from? What are you doing here? What do you mean you play miniature games? What are you doing in this? Like, what are you doing here at night? What are you doing here at Chattanooga? And Carson's like, dude, I just want to lift weights and listen to my podcasts. Please leave me alone. And this guy gave him, like, the, the fifth degree. Oh, I would have told that guy to get fucked. Um, <clears throat> I know you would. Carson's, like, a little too polite. Was there a steampunk person? There was a steampunk girl at a at a booth who like she had this she had a bunch of um like cosplay style weapons. I think she was trying to sell like cosplay wares and dream catchers and shit. And she was she was cute. Like she was wearing a top hat and some some like triple layered lenses and goofy shit like that. But she was cute. And she kept coming up to me and pretending to shoot me with her uh her like steampunk rifle. Uh, and she was like real flirty, both with me and with Carson. Carson one time like came over and slapped my ass. And normally, you know how you either like get nothing or you get one of the cheeks. Yeah. Somehow Carson slapped my ass and hit both of my cheeks. Really? Oh, usually when that happens to me, they just hit me right in the asshole. No, I know, but like it was above the asshole, but it managed to get both cheeks. So it was like it was a work of art as far as ass slapping goes. Yeah. And like. I turned around to look at him and she's over there like doesn't know how to process is like she like made a comment to Carson like wow you guys are really close huh but like in a flirty way so she was like all about me and Carson the whole time and then she's she's up the next day in like overalls with none of her top hat stuff and I know this is gonna bother you a ton but like without her cause her like steampunk stuff 
she was a lot less attractive. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but she was like very friendly and flirting. Like we talked yeah. a lot of the afternoon. Jules Verne. She's friendly. Her yeah. name's her name's Cooper. She she sells like handmade video well, game weaponry. Cooper, if you're listening, I don't know. Stop cosplaying. You're ruining everything. <laughs> uh, apparently, Ben Johnson asked your captain to get the team under control. Yeah, that definitely happened. Um, I think so when I was when I was playing Price. Who was the Slanesh player? He he killed my vermin lord, and I was like, uh, "You got to shout, take it off, or I'm not gonna do it." He was like, "Take it off!" I was like, "Ah, oh, cool, I take it off." And then um, I'm fighting against his epitome with some clan rats, and I was like, "All right, so you got to make these three saves. If you make the saves, I'm gonna shout, get some, and if I kill him, I'm gonna shout, take it off." And he's like, "No, that seems appropriate. Like, given the, the context of the situation, given that you made me shout when I took off the vermin lord, I think that sounds appropriate." So he fails some saves. I shout, take it off. And, and Zach looks at me and gives me like the, hey, bring it down. This is a family environment. I was like, fuck that. I'm having fun. I'm not wearing my shirt. We're getting loose. <laughs> oh, actually, I think my shirt off was it was uh, game two of, of Saturday. But yeah, anyway, so Carson was like, or uh, I'm sorry, Zach was like, bring it down, Jacob. You're being an embarrassment. I was like, you knew what you got into when you brought me onto this team. Yeah. Is that it? Did you, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, for a second, it just sounded like you like just fucked off. Oh, that was the end of the story. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess Ben Johnson told, like, at, around that point, had told Zach, like, hey, get your team in order. And, Carson, and like, Zach goes, I don't have control of any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Also, Ben Johnson, don't be a pussy. Um, Actually, Ben Johnson spent all his time with the AOS players, and there were only 24 of us, so we got a ton of FaceTime, which is pretty cool. Um, apparently, you guys terrified the GW staff. Uh, I think when I swallowed that die, Ben Johnson was like, I don't know what's going on. I can't process this right now. Really? You and broke Carson, him? Yeah, I think so. Was he there and when Carson, he did it? He did it like, you did it right in front of him? Uh, I didn't do it right in front of him, but someone like goes over and was like, Jacob just swallowed a die. He's like, put his head in his hands and shook his head. <laughs> really? <laughs> and also like I tweeted, I'm asking if Malign Portance Dice are FDA approved and I never got an answer back. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking great. All right. Uh, uh, also, uh, so Carson apparently asked, because they, they'd been in New York, I guess, like a week or two before for some event, like a games day or something. Uh, and Carson asked him, like, so Chattanooga, how does this stack up to, like, your fears and preconceptions about America? <laughs> apparently Ben said something to the effect of, uh, I was just in New York, so I thought nothing would surprise me, but this is a whole new level. Yeah. No, New York's not that bad, dude. New York's like really calmed down. It's Are become you like a, it's become, kidding me? It's become like a yuppie New York city. city? It's become a yuppie city, dude. Everyone here is a pussy. Maybe, but Pizza Rat's still out there, man. Pizza Rat? You don't remember Pizza Rat? No. The, the, the rat that was like dragging a piece of pizza up the stairs in the subway. I've seen someone do that with a corpse. Rats do that with a corpse. Oh, New great. City. See, yeah. No, Bum- New York is I've watched Bugs Knife Fight for a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> I went to walk on the subway to a homeless man masturbating to a picture of a dead cat. Is this from something? No. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my life? Actually, one time I was on the train and I saw two homeless guys fighting, but one was in a wheelchair and one was not. And the one that wasn't in the wheelchair hit the other one that was in a wheelchair with like a plastic bag filled with something. Jesus. In the face. 
and then the guy's whole face was bleeding. Like the bag was like filled with shards of glass. Oh my god! I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and the train door stopped. I just got off the train. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm taking. I'll take a cab. I don't give a fuck." I'm not dealing with this right Dude, now. <laughs> of all the episodes we put out, this is by far our most explicit and like graphic imagery. Yeah, it was like, "What the fuck?" But the best subway ride ever also ends in someone getting seriously injured. Um, cause there are kids who get on the subway and you'll be on the subway. You'll be trying to go home from work, bro. You're just like, mm-hmm. I'm having a good day. I'm on the train. I got my podcast on and you hear, are you ready for a show? And like, they're clapping. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're like, no, please fucking no. Do not break dance on this train. And they start break dancing. But they do so many tricks on the poles and the pulleys well, and stuff. This one kid ain't doing tricks no more because he broke his neck when he no failed. Way. The <laughs> yeah. He fucking dude. They had to call an ambulance. It's like. I'm getting off this train, and I'm going to – I guess I'll take a cab, bro. I'm not waiting for you. Oh, my God. Did you get, you fucking idiot? Anyway, um, so – Cool. Yeah, cool. Cool story. Um, there's, like, a bunch of other questions from Brandon, but I'm really not really that interested anymore. Um, <laughs> do we just end with the hammers question? Yeah, what happened with the hammers, bro? Were All right, so – They they got too upset that – like. Hold on, hold on, um, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. I got you. So right. – Flash back to 2017, where GW starts showing up to events in the U.S. with these resin, like, cast hammers, right? It's got, like, a cool fist. It's called a hammer of Sigmar. No, it's just like a a normal, like, Liberator hammer. But there are these trophies. And they give them out at Adepticon. They give them out at Nova, right? They're spray-painted gold or silver. They're pretty cool. And... That was the year that Brendan didn't really win many tournaments. And Brendan decided, like, you know what? This next year, I'm going to get one. And then he goes in 2018 and wins a bunch of tournaments. And then GW wasn't at any of them. Or they, like, weren't giving out the hammers that year. So he was pretty bummed, right? We show up at ATC, and they've got five hammers. One for each of the best in faction, one for best general. We're pretty excited. Brandon's like, yo, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that hammer. Even if you guys have to like lose. Obviously, our goal is to win. If you guys lose, I don't care. I'm getting that best general one. I'm gonna get it. This hammer is mine, right? He's on a quest to get this hammer. So we go four rounds. And at the ve- at the end of four, Zach, our team captain, has 79 points, and Brendan has 78 points. I've got 75, and Carson is fourth. Of like all the the top. Like in, in terms of individual rankings, we're the top four. So we're like, cool, we're going to get all the best in faction. Maybe maybe one less because one of us will get best general. Zach's going to get best general. Then we're going to get best overall. And we're going to, they're like, apparently ATC is like casting these, these like bigger hammers, like a two foot freaking hammer. Uh, and gonna, like, have, those are the trophies. Plus, we think Carson's in good shape to win best, best painted. So like, we're like, we're going to clean up. We're going to take all of this home. So they start announcing awards, right? They start off best general, Zach Cachetta. He goes up there, he gets his golden hammer. Like, fuck yeah, awesome. That's what's supposed to happen. Next up, best painted, Carson Burns. Fuck yeah, he goes up there, he gets this really cool glass um, trophy. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's like, like a, a nice plaque. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's super nice. And he and they give him a set of army painter paints, like a 50, 50 cent like mini pack or like. Um, like giant box of, of paints comes with some brushes, like super cool. He's juicy. Like whatever. I don't use army painter, but this is awesome. Right. Then they go to announce best, uh, chaos, right? I'm four and O on 75 points and they go best chaos goes to Talon. And we're like, 
Oh shit. Okay. I see what they did. They're not going to be giving out best. They're not going to give us best in faction because they didn't want to give away too much. Now Talon, super cool guy was running like four vermin lords. He went three and one. Swell guy. I'm really glad he got it. But the look on Brendan's face when he realized that he wasn't going to be getting best death at the tournament where he went just two points from perfect. That's so funny. And the next best death player, I want to say was like in eighth or 12th place or something. The look on his face that he wasn't going to get those trophies. Now let's rewind an hour. We know we finished our round real early. The rounds are three and a half hours. We finished an hour ahead at least. We know we max pointed every single team. We know that we have the best scores for all all four sections, right? But you guys know you won the tournament. We know we won the tournament. We know that in in a normal tournament, we also are going to get all the best in faction. Brendan takes a picture of those those um those those hammers. And he posts it. And like, puts it on Twitter <laughs> and he just wrote soon. <laughs> So I retweeted that right after we, we didn't get the best in faction with the, I retweeted it with the caption tweets that didn't age well. (laughs) (laughs) He was so mad that he didn't get best in faction. Now, the other thing is we didn't get the trophies from ATC because I guess they broke on the way or something like that. So they're shipping them to us and I still haven't seen it. They said they would ship within a week. So I haven't seen it yet. I'm really excited. They're like giant hammers. I'm definitely going to hang mine on my wall. Um, and like when when they did prizes for best overall, um, we took a picture with the like prototype hammer, I guess, and we got to pick first from the prize sport, which is super cool. But we walked away with no trophies, and Brendan, I think, I think it broke Brendan a little bit. I mean, honestly, dude, most events, if you win the event, you don't get one of those best in factions. Yeah, but... the thing is, the pack, the pack didn't say that, and we think if like, no, if, if Zach hadn't won best general. And Carson hadn't won best uh, best paint, and like we didn't have all four of the best in factions, right? If like only two of us won best faction, and we didn't have best overall or like best general, maybe they still give it to us. But they made the decision that like this looks really bad. When we one, don't want it to no, look like one, just one team takes every single trophy home. Yeah, um, I understand that, but also that has to be a conscious decision that you put into your next pack. Well, the thing is, I know know that they want to grow the tournament. I want the tournament to grow. I think I will have more fun if it's more than six teams when I go back next year to defend our title as the the American team champions of the world. Yeah. um, I can't wait to show up with, like, two British guys and an Irishman as the Bruces and just smack the shit out of you guys. Look, I I accept your challenge, uh, and I accept the... Rage of Sigmar Civil War. I accept it because I have to defend my title with my team. I have to squat up. I accept it. Also, also, I'm saying it right now. If the American ETC team goes to Europe and wins that tournament, that makes you the champion of the world. As as the as the current American team champion, having sent an American team to an a, a European tournament. Also, it should be an European tournament. But anyway. To a European team championship, that would make the Grain Alliance Alcohol, which is the name of our team, Grain Alliance Alcohol, that would make us the Pan-American or the Western Civilization team championships of the world. Holy shit. The champions of the developed world. 
Yeah. Well, we need them to go win. So, boys, go and win so that I can toot my horn even more. Honestly, dude, like, I saw Brendan's little jibe on Twitter when AOS Shorts, like, posted about it. Uh (laughs) And Brendan just posted the gif where he was, like, Captain America saluting. Yep. (laughs) I was like, Brendan, you're a dick. (laughs) It's only going to get worse if they win. Yeah, I know. It's so – you guys should just – Actually, though, to be fair, if they lose, we're going to talk the same amount of shit because we're going to say how much better we would have done because we were undefeated. Arguably undefeatable. Um, in the kiddie pool. I don't understand the difference. <laughs> so yeah, that was ATC. It was a great time. Uh, definitely would go back. Uh, still, still want my hammer. Hasn't arrived in the mail. Joe Creer, if you're listening, make that happen. Chip chop. Yeah, but also focus more on winning the ETC, Joe. Right, so that I can be the developed nation champion of the world. All right. Um, next up, you want to talk a little bit about what what your like what tournaments we're planning to go to in the next couple of months? If people want to catch up with us. Oh uh, yeah, I'm going to um, Summer Slaughter next weekend. Uh, Summer Slafter. Slafter, run by the Basement War Gamer guys. It's in uh, like Valley Forge, Phoenixville area outside of Philadelphia. Uh, nice. It's a two day tournament. Jared Jared from BWG is a super cool dude. Yeah, I like Jared and I like Sean a lot. Those dudes have been very cool on the internet and just chit chat. Yeah. I've been talking to Jared a lot about lists and ideas and stuff. And which um, one is Sean? Did we meet him? Yeah, Sean was there. Um, nice guy. I can't remember what he was playing. I feel like he was playing corn. Um, he's a pretty fucking sweet dude. Nice. Um, there's that dude you had the rough game with is a mm-hmm. BWG guy, but I don't think your yeah. club is like. Um, the club experiences we had, like with LD two, where you had to like, sure, le- like you had, together. we basically had a pledge to be <laughs> a member of uh, leadership two. Like we, our yeah. lives on the line, threw up in some shoes. Um, you threw up in Ed's shoes when they did your kangaroo court, right? That's right. I filled his shoe to the brim, and I threw up his on- his shoe ran it over at his on my kangaroo court. I threw up on his foot, his bare foot. It's. It's like we were meant to be before we even knew it. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember your kangaroo court that well. We were really drunk. You just accused me over and over again of being an Italian New Yorker. and uh, Oh, and Scaletti accused you of being from Boston. Yeah, and then we made both of you drink. That um, sounds right. So uh, that club kind of seems more like, a, hey, I want to hang out and play Warhammer with this group of dudes, and you pay dues. So Jared, Jared told me like they pay dues – you have to like travel to tournaments. You have to have placed it like high enough at certain tournaments. There's like an application process. Really? And like they use club funds to like pay for rooms at Adepticon and stuff like that. They use club funds for tournament stuff. Yeah, it seems too old, too professional for me. But um... well, but the thing is, Jared is anything but. So I appreciate him and like the energy he brings to the tournament scene. Yeah. But like he was about getting Liddy with me. At Triumph. I yeah, I feel like that kind of club in the environment I'm currently in where I'm at would mm-hmm. only attract negative people. That's fair. That's fair. I would say with Jared, the real triumph was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, or the cheesesteaks we ate along the way. Yeah, that's we're in delicious. the Philly area. Um yeah. so that aside. I am excited to go out there. I'm running a Royal Mordens list. It's the list I've been mm-hmm. practicing as like my main all comers. Cause I think dead, I like dead watch a lot, but I think I'll get more used out of being able to move somebody their full move in the hero phase and then move normally. Yeah. 
yeah. um, than I will out of being able to fight in the hero phase with four units in my army that are never in combat during the hero phase. So sure, um, I'm excited about it. And then I'm getting ready for Nashcon, which me and the wife and the baby are driving down to. Yep. So that's the end of August, August 24th. Yep. Um, it sounds like we might get five more tables. So if you're listening to this and you want to come to Nashcon, hit up David Griffin on Twitter. It's at Nash of Sigmar. I don't know how long the wait list is, but at this point, if someone can commit to being there and filling a table, I think he's going to let them in. So hit him up real quick if you want to make it. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. It's in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'll, I'll August 24th, 25th. I'll volunteer right now to bring my terrain for a table. So if Oh, perfect, because you're driving. Yeah. So uh, You have his number, right? You should text him that, and I'll let him know also. Yeah, I'll text him. Um, That sounds like perfect. a good Perfect. Hell idea. yeah, dude. Yeah, because I totally have the room in the new truck. So It sounds like the Warmer Hordes um, – tournament isn't going to be as big as they thought it was so they're giving us extra tables which is awesome yeah that's that's dope um i mean at this point our tournament is bigger than the next two events combined uh before they even give us five more tables so there's no reason for them not to let our 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 tournament sort of take over even with, yeah because i mean last year there was like fucking 10 guys playing um 40k and mm-hmm. bolt action was the next biggest right and bolt action only yeah. had like maybe 30 guys and there was only yeah. a one day. Yep. So uh, on the overall, I mean, AOS seems to be where it's at for Nashcon. Honestly, Agreed. if I was David, dude, I would eventually get away from doing it at the Historicon thing. You know, I think a lot of people have that same idea, but right now it's what's supported us. And so that's what makes sense. I, um, I, I know venue, venue fees. And I know, cause you can't have it in a big hotel like you do unless you're right working with them. But it's just like the dudes that are interested in Historicon. Like I loved, I went to cold wars and I had so much more fun going to cold wars with like the only events playing. Like if I went to cold wars and I played a bolt action tournament, I should have skipped yeah. the bolt action tournament and just played in pick. They're like pickup role-playing games. Mm-hmm. I played like this cowboy and, and, and like a native American, like clat, like it was like a card system where you could, yeah. Oh, it was awesome, dude. And it's like role playing and like fun and like, like, and then you go over to another table and they're like, "Hey, we're playing this game. We're in like a B fifty two bomber, and everyone else, is, everyone has like a different role in the plane." And you're like, "Sit down and you play that." And that's really fucking fun. And um, that's why. I, What's the point you're going for here? I'm really confused. So what I'm getting at is like the that experience is totally different than from a tournament experience. And I, I don't, yeah. I don't always feel like that. A, like since that's like a historic con kind of gaming environment like aos to me doesn't make sense looking at it that way like it doesn't make sense with sure. a tournament going on like it's more for narrative style games um and i think it's great that it's there and i think it's awesome that dave does it and they help him out and they they do that whole thing but um for the old men that are going they're like oh, i'm here just to play in the battle of kursk you know <laughs> like right you know i got i got my fucking 700 painted tanks here we're gonna have the world's largest tank battle with actual tanks that are all painted with the real name of the tank that was actually there, you know? And yeah, I think, I think down the line that could happen. Um, there's also like, I've thought about maybe running another tournament using David's terrain and like having it be like every six months in Nashville instead of every year. Um, but I think, I think that's, that's definitely on his radar. I, I couldn't speak much more to his, his state of mind on that, but um, yeah. yeah. So you're doing that. And then you've got, uh, you have nothing in October, right? No, but then you're doing you're doing uh, Du Bois in November. I'm leaning very hard towards doing Du Bois. Okay, and is that the same? Is that the the weekend, the 11th and 12th? 
I believe so. Yeah, the weekend, but okay. it's the weekend before my birthday. So yeah, it should. Be yeah. Right. So if if Pano is in town, I'm really gonna try to push hard to do that one. Yeah, because if Pano, he's not gonna make it, I might try to just do the Atlanta. Pano one. said he's trying to visit his old lady in Toronto, like the weekend. Yeah. The weekend after that or that week. Right. And I'm like, you're only three hours from Toronto if you're in Rochester. You could just rent a yep. car. If he doesn't come, uh, aside from going to Du Bois, would you would you want to maybe come to the Atlanta tournament? Um. I'd be up in the air. I really wanted to do Du Bois because Martin Orlando has plugged it really hard, and I've already. T- I kind of. Oh, that's true. I kind of already chatted. You want to support him? I chatted really hard with um, Gary from the boys, and um, yeah, I got you. You know, and also, I mean, Atlanta would be having to fly. That's true. That's real. But also, my tattoo artist moved to Atlanta, so I could go. Oh get, shit! I could also get some. Ink. Get your colors done. Yeah, or at least more shading on my arm. So. Joe, what if we if you come to the Atlanta tournament I and I'm going to it? I'm not uh, getting we can get tattoos together. Yeah, but I'm not going to get the Rage of Sigmar logo tattooed by that guy. He's too much money and he's a better tattoo artist than that logo. That's fine. So I'd rather. Wow, stop talking shit about my boy Eric. <laughs> I'm not. Eric's an amazing artist, but it's totally different. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pay Izzy like almost three hundred dollars an hour to get oh, <laughs> that <fuck>. thing done <laughs> when I could just go to like. Um, some other guy a tattoo parlor yeah, yeah regular tattoo parlor that's like decent and clean like and be like hey can you just paint tattoo this on me but for sure. i am 100 percent for that um cool and i don't know yeah and then that's november already and then boom yep. and then later, suddenly fucking canton canton. in january yeah dude this shit's lit it's exciting as fuck this shit is lit right. as fuck. on top of, of of looking forward at stuff uh let's talk about warcry a little bit because i'm super excited for warcry I cannot wait to paint any single one of those warbands except the Zinchi fucking Geisha one. I will paint anyone. Okay. If, not a fan of the Cypher Lords. Cypher Lords. Which ones do you like? Oh, like every other one. My favorite one. Yeah, you like you like the No Face guys? No Face guys because I love Men Guild, Manhides, Manflares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? I like the the Iron Golems. They're, they're really cool. They have like a really It's like it's like Bioshock and Corn had a baby. No, to me, I look at them and I'm like want to paint them very sapia tone so they kind of look a lot like um what's his face's oh my god, I'm drawing Hazmat suits. No, like um 300, dude. Oh yeah. Very 300, like the, very like um very like, Xerxes' army. Yeah, right? They have that feel about them. Definitely. That's a good idea. And then uh from there I, I love the bird dudes oh yeah, yeah the the corbis cabal yeah i like them a lot like very they seem re- like they're they're so them and the splintered fang the snake boys are probably my two favorite honestly dude burbs are not mammos i just <laughs> it's true no you, you've got to reiterate burbs is not mammos it is not mammos yeah so um yeah. on the overall i am very very excited just to paint i don't care if you get me on tame beast Wait, care. but what do you think about what do you think about the terrain? I think the terrain looks awesome. Like I said, it's dude, so much fun to play. I honestly on. just want that so I could play Lord of the Rings as Giliath. I'll buy the Azerite ruins. Mm-hmm. And I'll have one side be the Orca as Giliath, and I'll have the other side be the regular good guy as Giliath, and then I'll put like some yep. bridges between, and you're ready yep. to rock and roll. So, um, yep, agreed. War cry. Uh, real quick, we got a new, we got one more listener question from Carson. I don't know why he DM'd it to me and why he waited this long. Okay, but here we go. Kill fuck Mary, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Jared Kushner. Uh, kill myself. Yep, agreed. I would, I would kill you to put you out of your misery. 
Thanks, bud. You're the best. You're the best. You really are. Thanks, Carson. Yeah. Worst question ever. Yeah. I would fuck Ivanka, but I'd hate fucker. Um, no, I'm I'm with you, dude. The models look great. Uh, I've watched some some videos about how the game plays. It looks like it goes pretty quick. I like the alternate activation. It's not like so. You know how Kill Team is is uh, 40k light. Yeah. Warcry is not AOS light. It works completely differently. I got some uh, like presses a- right now. Yeah. Yeah. New Slon model. No. Yeah. New. Where are you seeing this? New Croxagore model. I'll send it your way. I'll text Shut you. up. Is this on the the community site? Uh, I just saw someone snagged a photo at Open Day. No uh, way. Yeah, I'm texting it to you. We're right. not even on Open Day stuff yet. I know. This is so dope. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, it looks really, really, really good. Um, hang on, I'm sending them your way. News. Breaking news. Pterodon, or I don't know. That might be an old one. Dude, I mean, did you no, see that the? New, all right, I guess that looks like a. Car- I guess we're getting into the open day dude. stuff. It looks like a character. Let's talk, oh my! Let's God. talk about the new open day stuff. Let's just go ahead and do it. I really, I don't know, dude. This actually might be conversions. You gotta look at it. Right. I don't think so. I'm um, clicking on the open day. The slant, page. the slant's like new floaty oh, dais thing. Kind of looks like it's a Necron ship. Hmm. It looks wild. The new uh oh that does look like that but that that croxagore with like the laser on its back is super cool and new nah dude i, I think the pterodon is is an old one yeah but that slon that does look like a necron uh, but look at the pterodon the, the guy on the pterodon no they always had that they had two options oh, okay no maybe his hat is different but that's like a conversion i don't know about this crox though hard to say uh joe why don't you introduce Oh, fuck, I really gotta pee. Let's just put a pause on it for a second. All right, uh, we're gonna take a we'll break. Be back in 30 we'll seconds. be right back. <laughs> We are back. Also, um, I just saw a comment on that picture from yep. Anthony Castro, and he's like, these aren't new Seraphon. That's an old Forge World Slon on a Necron ship, and that uh, Necron ship thing, and the Croxagore is a converted rock gut troll. So we're stupid. Um. Yeah. But what about the shit on the back of that Croxagore? I don't know where that came from, but it looks cool. But it's up there with like Warcry stuff. Yeah, it's got know. the Warcry stuff in the background. It might be for a painting competition. It's possible. Or Anthony's just being a negative Nancy, as he always is. Yeah, it could be. But uh, when you look at that uh, Crocs, mm-hmm. he's definitely a rock gut troll. Look at the hands. Look at the way it's holding that thing. I need to look at the rock gut trolls now. Uh, all right. So let's. So open day is happening right now. If you're listening to this show, you probably are up to date with all the stuff that's going on. So we're not going to feed you a bunch of quote unquote news that you already know because there's no yeah, such thing because, as news. Because we're let's recording just, this right let's, now. Exactly. So let's basically just like briefly touch on each of the new things they tease and like say what we hope it is and hope it isn't and we'll just move on from it. Yeah. So Joe, let's start with the cities of Sigmar. What do you hope to see? What do you hope it isn't? 
I hope to see, um, I don't know. I'm not really hoping for much with them. I have always thought like the free people models, like the, they look good. Yep. They've stood the test of time. They've been around for a long time, but they're still nice looking. Mm-hmm. Um, especially people like Danny Carroll when they paint, paint those. Oh, God, he's they, so beautiful. I mean, not him. I mean, his models too. Oh, That's right, not right. fair. How can he be so good looking and also paint such good looking armies? Oh man, he's so good looking. Yeah, um, I think it's dope, and I'm excited to see what happens today. It, um, I like, like, I like the fucking Griffin model and shit. Like, mm-hmm. those are all older, but they still look good. And like, I definitely think that it will be entertaining to see them on the board. And I think it's it gives you the incentive because it's like an army that people aesthetically want to paint and play. And yeah. then you look at the rules, and you're just like it's like a wet fart. So it's nice to see them kind of doing like that much more. So what do you, what do you hope to see or hope doesn't happen? I hope that they're not something people bitch about. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, uh, it'd be nice if everyone got like the one new model treatment thing. I, I kind of like, yeah, I agree with you. I think that would be really great. I think as long as they don't make the rules for each city really awful, and don't ruin what mixed order has become. Cause right now mixed order is sort of like a cool niche thing that some people do. Um, like Chuck, Chuck does it. And there's some of the Bruce's that do mixed order. Uh, I don't I think know Chris anyone Cousins that's that good. It. Yeah. I don't know anyone that's that good with it though. Uh, I think, I mean, I think Chuck does well. And I think uh, oh, yeah, Chuck, doesn't, Chuck and Darren, does. Darren plays um, mixed order. So I think he's, been yeah, I, I'm trying to say, I don't know anyone that's like from the born. Yeah. No. From, yeah. Not, yeah. Well, what, where's Chuck from? He's from Canberra. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I just that's hope like that a, real, it doesn't, a much nicer city. It's way nicer. I mean, it's the freaking capital. Um, yeah. I just I hope that it doesn't take away too much of their tools, and I hope that it like probably won't give them a lore. It might like update the lore for the Collegiate Arcanum or whatever. But as long as they they stay competitive and get some new items and like get the normal new battle tome treatment, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Auric Warbands. What do you hope does and what do you hope doesn't happen with them? The War Clans? I think there's nothing bad could come from that. Um, Combining Bone Spitters and Iron Jaws is something that I've kind of been like, why didn't they do this in the first place? Yep. Because it it makes a lot of sense, right? You have like your crazy spiritual nutty orcs that don't wear armor and then you have like your elite you have your cunning yet brutal, and then you have your brutal, brutal yet cunning. You know what I mean? Like, Agreed. Yeah, I think there. I think that's going to go really well for them. I think my guess is they're going to treat it the same way they do. They did like uh, Beastmen and Gits, where they like take basically the same rules they already had and just put them into one. And I think that's going to be fine. I also think updating their battalions is going to be good, so it's going to get rid of like some of the feel bads you see with like Cunning Ruck and some shit like that. I just I think um, we're in good shape to see green skins playable across the board and like giving iron guts i'm sorry um iron jaws like some tools they didn't normally have which is big units of of uh range support yeah um also i'm like looking at the picture they put up for uh the war clans and it looks like there might be faction terrain or it might just be custom terrain and i can't really tell I haven't seen the photo you're talking about, but I hope uh, you're it, right. It looks, it looks like kind of like effigies of Gork and Mork, like their oh, faces nice. are at a rock. But it might just be for like someone's custom terrain for their board. I'm hoping for terrain for them and for the free cities because everyone That'd else be has really gotten cool. 
everyone else has gotten terrain. I w- I could see Cities of Sigmar getting um like the prenumeral engine. Prenumeral the, yeah, engine. penumbral engines. Yeah, like that kind of thing for their terrain. Yeah. And then definitely some sort of effigy of Gork or Mork or Gork and Morka. That'd be pretty cool. Um <clears throat> Yep, I'm agreed. And then um what else did we see? Uh talk to me. Let's talk about the tyrant. tyrant yeah, I'm really excited. I think that model looks really good, yet still it doesn't break the aesthetic of the old models. No, so you don't it fits need a whole new so one. well. Um, I think he looks incredible. I really want to paint him. Yep. Also, yep. Also, yep. And then I would follow up with I really I hope that with teasing that one model, that's our cue to know they're going to combine uh, iron guts or like ogors and fire bellies and beast claw into one faction it kind of looks the same way they've been doing it it's that seems like a really reasonable way to do it which is really circular right because they were all one faction and then they made a whole new game then they split them apart and they put them all back in yeah i mean it goes back to what you said when we first played aos which is that it wasn't really a finished game and it seems like they they broke it down just to build it back up because they realized that how they had it before there was something of value the way they had it before and now they're just going back to that with a new lens, which I think is great. But so the, next thing the I want real to thing to you we need to a, talk about. No, because I want to ask you about this because you're excited about it. Oh, my God. Fucking oh my God. the tithe. What do you think about the tithe? Oh, man. Uh, I think it's Bretonia. I think Bretonia is <laughs> back. All right, sick. Anyway, what do you think about Beastgrave? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> if they do Wood Elves and Wood Elves come back or Wanderers are a thing where there's like – Wild Rider Centaurs, I'm going to lose all my shit. I'm going to sell everything, maybe infant included, to buy all of it. If this is what Light Elves look like, I'm going to be so happy. Oh my god. You know who is not going to be happy if that happens? Joseph Herman? No. Uh (laughs) You know he's been looking forward really to like the Light Elves and like the clean elves for a long time. (laughs) He's going to be so fucking upset if it's Wood Elves. If it's just Wood Elves. (laughs) Shad and Freuda. Oh, man. It looked so good. The the silhouette of the archer, who looks like a war dancer archer, it it looks like it's going back to a feral war dancer Wood Elves, which has been my favorite imagery of Wood Elves ever. Like That was what really drew me to fantasy when I first saw it, was like the elves with the almost like feral... Dragon Ball Z yellow blonde hair. Oh my god, I would be so excited if they brought uh, if they make the monster in there be an avatar of Kornos or like Orion. I'm gonna be so Ooh. fucking happy. I love yeah, Orion. The imagery around Orion is so good, and also like his dogs. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was how I themed a lot of my army in the past, so I would be super excited to do that. Yeah, and it's I'm all like, in the same I'm trying green. not. Right, exactly. My Listerine green, exactly. I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I don't want to be disappointed, but I've already mortgaged my second house that we haven't finished buying in order to make sure I can buy all the Warhammer stuff. That's awesome. I'm so excited, dude. And like more Beastmen would be cool too. Always more more new Beastmen is great. Yeah. And that's like the classic fight too, Beastmen versus what else? And Bretonia, obviously. Yeah. Well, Bretonia... Their whole god is just a wood elf fucking with them. So, <laughs> yeah, she's like, I was out for a swim, accidentally became a deity. Might delete later. Yeah, 
Um, so on the overall, dude, open day so far has been uh, everything's exciting. Top notch, top notch. We yeah. still got another day of it tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm Hell excited. Yeah. Definitely. All right, let's uh let's wrap this up. Let's talk retrospective. This is our longest episode and our newest episode, and this is our one year anniversary. So looking Definitely back, not Joe, our longest episode. Our longest episode was the one with Tony. That was like four hours long. Oh fuck yeah, you're right. Okay, our second longest episode. And our still our newest episode. Our, um, our, our Adepticon episode was kind of long too. Oh shit! So our, our third longest episode, but still our most. Honestly, just stop bringing up the how long this episode is. Uh, our most content filled episode. Our most content filled episode and our newest episode. Yeah. Um, Unless you looking, listen to this out of order, and then it's not the newest. Oh episode. right, you're right, right. So our second most content filled episode and possibly our newest episode depending on the chronology Honestly, in which you listen if you listen to it in the wrong order too there might be a more content-filled episode oh, in the future uh all right um, so or if our, you're a time traveler and you come back uh, and, he's right. so this is just our most 13 right. our most 13th episode all right uh so this this being our episodist episode uh that happens to be an episode um that this might be it, our best episode in july but we did one in our, our first episode was in july yeah, but this one's better than that one. Is it though? And then next July, we could skip it. Oh, you're right. Good thinking. Uh, all right. So this... <laughs> man, this episode went from great to awful in that last little segment. <laughs> uh, Joe, I want I want to know, um, what what has this podcast meant to you? How have you? How's the experience of having a podcast and getting back into AOS been for you? What are your hopes going forward? And what is one thing you think... Um, You'd like to say to the people outside of our normal context of being Warhammer assholes and alcoholics. Okay, so I want to start off by saying I never thought that we would become as popular as we are right We're now. Not. We're not. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the jokes for a second. Yeah, go on. Yeah. But I never thought that we would actually have people like into this. I never thought that we would keep it going this long. I never thought that um, we would reach the way we've – like to the, the places we've reached. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also say that um, to go in 12 months, go from a podcast that was only listened to by our friends to having, you know, people that are listened to around the world, um, having people, um, you know, from England tell me I'm an asshole. Um, have They're not wrong. All the things that have gone on, like, I didn't think that the community would give a shit about what we had to say. And like, I also didn't think that we would have so many people enjoy our brand of, of the way that we joke around with each other. Yeah, our, our style of humor. Yeah. And um, it's really awesome, dude. It really is. I'm, I love everything about doing this and I, w- I won't stop doing this unless something's in the way. Um, I'll never, I never feel like I should, I'm not going to ask people for money. I, I don't want to have sponsors. I just want to keep doing this for the love of it. Cause the way I've always approached anything that I was passionate about, I just did it for the love of it, not for yep. any other gain. And, um, I would say that the real podcast is the friends we've made along the way. Fuck, you stole my punchline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty angry. The real Rage of Sigmar was inside of us the whole time. <laughs> you don't know how angry I am right now. I'm laughing because you executed it really well. But on the inside, I'm crying. <laughs> I I knew this is where you were gonna end with. (laughs) 
actually made me laugh this hard is when we sent Brendan a copy of our last episode. <laughs> so much <laughs> oh my god last time i laughed this hard i saw a lady trying to pull out of a parking garage and the arm came down on her car oh it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh it's the greatest day of my life god, you're the worst human being in the world <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh dude dude i gotta oh, say I, I can't really wait hate to listen you. to this later. <laughs> and just laugh this hard again. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. And send uh, me a video recording of you laughing this hard uh, and stealing my punchline. I laugh so hard, my teeth are numb. <laughs> Man, I did not see that coming. Holy shit. And frankly, I'm sorry I had to steal your joke, but it was perfect. It's really okay. <laughs> you really executed it well. Yeah. All right. So, but, but you, in, in reflecting upon one year of Rage of Sigmar. Yeah. Uh, our, our achievements, our, 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 our goals, um, all the things that have happened. Would you change anything? Um, no. I So I think I've grown a lot from this podcast because the more I talk to you about shitty things that happen in the scene, the better I am at talking about them to people. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a year ago... I wasn't that comfortable telling opponents that what they were doing wasn't okay. You know, like I'd question them on it, but I wouldn't tell them that it wasn't okay. Yeah. Like I remember being at Nashcon and you were playing uh, somebody and you were like, Oh, this dude's cheating hella bad, but it's okay. Cause I'm going to beat him or it's okay because I can't, the game was can't. lost anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And like, I think, I think doing this podcast has helped me learn to talk about the game to other people, but also to my opponents. And I think that that's, that's been like a big growth for me. I don't think there's anything I would change. Uh, I think where we are is we've gotten where we are because we're really honest about who we are as podcasters, as, as like players and as people. And so like, even though we had that, that like little rough patch where we, we like had this little beef with, with some, some dude in Britain. Like, I think that was us being like having integrity to ourselves and that yeah, also that like helped us form our identity as a podcast. Also, dude, like all the people who got offended by that would have got offended by something else eventually. Right. So, um, you know, cheers to those people for standing their ground and speaking up for something that bothered them, but also, like, don't expect people to just bend if you're gonna, away. Right, if, if, you you're gonna, if you're going to clutch your pearls about mm-hmm. us, like, degenerating Call. the argument by telling him to put a musket in his mouth, which is obviously a joke, like... That's that's your choice to yeah. to like try to hold a high ground in like a dumb argument, you know? Yeah. And you know, who cares? I don't care. Exactly. Um, uh on the overall, it's made me way more interested in the hobby. Hell yeah. It's, it's made me way more motivated to uh give a shit more more about my games and like care about the the game on the overall instead mm-hmm. of like like I don't, I think if we didn't do this, I would have played AOS, but I would just be like winging it, you know. Who yeah, cares, you, know? you wouldn't think very deeply about your list. You wouldn't think about the meta that much. You wouldn't no, ask questions wouldn't. about how you could improve. You'd just be like, "Well, I ran my turtle and I lost. I'm yeah. always bad at war games." Um, and also, 
Like I would never be been motivated to travel internationally to play. Oh, I know, right? So, um, I would I'm, I would say my biggest takeaway from this is how much it's improved my enjoyment of the hobby as well. And I would say if you think that your hobby is at the best it could ever be, start a podcast, interact with people on the internet from different countries who play Warhammer, and you'll realize that all you're doing is contributing to a conversation in another way that's going to expand your friendships and, and your relationships even more. Yeah, I don't think there should be any more content creators, dude. Apparently 58 out of 65 people at Lord of War were content creators. Impressive. I know, right? That's crazy. No, we don't need more content creators, but I would say because of our like how positive an experience has been for you and I, I would definitely recommend people to do it. Just try to carve out your own niche. like Figure out yeah. what makes you you what what unique take you have on the game or on the scene or on whatever and put it out there so just be better than gorilla miniatures gaming after after having a podcast and like the couple people who have had negative experiences with our podcast yeah um like particularly the guy that i post about on twitter uh, talking about how um we don't know what we're talking about yeah wasn't that on facebook it was on facebook yeah Uh, but i posted about it on twitter like i took the screenshot um dude those podcasts exist already the like competitive smart no the ones that are going to talk about like this is the right move this is the best bang for your points this is how to win they exist already right and then you have for podcasts that are just about having fun some of them are just narrative game podcasts and that's not who we are either we're we want to we wanted to be the, the the podcast that covered the parts of the tournaments that make the tournaments fun to go to and memorable. And, that, and that's who we are. And it's not and on the table. It's under the that, table. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's I'm putting that on my gravestone. The <laughs> it's not time, on the table. It's under the table. The best times weren't on the table. They were under them. It's not sexual, but it's more than I'm napping. Um, <laughs> right. It's, it's how you rally. Um, so if people out there think that, well, how do I say this without sounding like a dick? The, the people who create content about the hobby that we all enjoy owe nobody anything. Right. So if you approach approach it, everything from the standpoint of what they are, the person who's creating it is doing, right? So right. If think about want, what you want if, from the scene and like how you want to yeah, put your positive some, energy out. If there's something out there in the scene that you think is lacking, be the person who fills the void is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Like, because we didn't have a funny AOS podcast at all. There wasn't one with any comedians contributing anything of value about the hobby at all. Right. Not like a pair of comedians who just talk about the painting men in their, the narratives and stuff. Yeah. Because there, it wasn't funny. There's no funny definitely, podcast. Definitely out there. wasn't a legend. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Right no, now. no. And honestly, I'm tired of trying to start beef with these guys. And they're just not coming <laughs> back at us. Right. It's they really don't respond, me. which really hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, we've been Rage of Sigmar. This is episode yeah. 13. One if you year. want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at of Sigmar, and you can find me at Big Jables. And you can find me at uh, a Hymna of Serpents. And you can email us at Rage of Sigmar Podcast at gmail.com. Have you checked our Gmail? I have not. I check it every day. Nice. Um, no one ever emails me. Nice. Um, it, I get a lot of Podbean emails on that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, you can subscribe to us on Podbean. Uh, Apple iTunes. I mean, if you're already listening to us, you know this. So I don't know yeah. why I'm telling you. Here, I will say one thing though. If um, if you are interested, 
please rate us on iTunes and leave a review. If you leave a review, we promise we will read it on the air. Point blank. If you leave a review, positive or negative, we will read it on the air. <laughs> that's a bad idea. Uh, and that's it, man. Good episode, bud. I Thanks for listening. Really and we've you been the friends you made along the way. We're the rage, the true rage of General's Handbook of 2019. 20, 2019. Um, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> oh, man. This is the best episode we ever recorded. I kind of think it is. I don't want it to stop. <laughs> we're we're being going. really funny. We're being insightful. <laughs> yeah. We had show notes. Oh, uh, Nick man. wasn't here to ruin it. Yeah. Fuck Gentilly. Yeah. This has been a production of the Rage of Sigmar Podcast Network. The Rage of Sigmar logo is a copyrighted image alongside with the Dwellers Below logo, the Honest Wargamer logo, Cubic Shenanigans logo, and whatever the Black Suns logo used to look like. Listen to us next time. Oh, that's the wrong song. It takes much more to break the skin Looks like we've